Welcome inside the secret Gibby headquarters for another edition of Gibby's Football Podcast. I am your host, Zach McGibbon, and I am just going to be fully transparent with you for the start. We are recording this at 7.30 in the morning because we are dedicated, passionate football fans. And we wanted to make sure that we got this episode out for you. And on this podcast, we try to bring the best guest co-hosts in the business. And I figured, well, we've had this man on twice before. Let's make third time a charm here. Mike Sarkeesian is back, and this is his first week recap and picks. So happy to have you on here, Mike. I'm excited for this. I like uh, I love going through the week, going through what happened. I'm, and I'm excited to look to what's next. next yeah, week. absolutely. This, this week, next week. <laughs> this this week of games the, this week of games i guess because you know we got the thursday nighter tomorrow um mm-hmm. and then uh and then the whole slate of uh sunday games including another uk game uh mm-hmm. that's that's coming up uh, the packers making the trip over to the uk uh on sunday the first time they've done that uh so should be an interesting one but uh before we even talk about uh, what's coming up uh this upcoming week let's just get straight into it in terms of what happened the week before. Um, We'll start with the Thursday nighter last week, but not really going to talk too much about the game itself. I mean, the Bengals win 27-15. to Totally. Go ahead. On a little bit of a roll right now, you know, after starting the year 0-2. Yeah, absolutely. good for them. Yeah. uh, That's not really the point of what we want to talk about. Yeah, no. Uh, Obviously, the big news that has been hitting the sports world for the last week now has been the handling of Tua Tungavaloa and his concussion. Um, Obviously, the first game against the Bills, he was taken out of the game appeared to have been stumbling his way off the sideline, needing help uh, from his teammates. He apparently clears concussion protocol, gets the start four days later on the Thursday nighter, and then sometime in the second half, I want to say, either the second quarter or start of the third quarter, um, was when Tua Tungavaloa takes a, a tackle. He lands on the back of his head into the turf and mm-hmm. appears to suffer another... Uh, concussion and the visual of Tua with his fingers up clenching uh, still kind of lasts in my head mm-hmm. from that um, and then after that a lot of questions about the handling again the NFL cannot shake the concussion stuff off of its back uh, the handling of Tua Tonga Valoa whether it came to what is the concussion protocol in the NFL um, what 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 became the determination of Tua Tagovailoa to be able to go back on the field and not only go back on the field but on four days notice and uh, so far the latest that uh, as of recording is that Tagovailoa is being interviewed uh, yesterday by representatives of the NFL and the NFLPA as they continue their investigation into the handling of the concussion protocol. But, I mean, they fired an independent neurologist during the middle of this investigation. It doesn't sound like things are good. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things I can go with here. I mean, concussions have been such a big thing in the NFL for the last decade. Um, mm-hmm. The conversation around it, how to treat concussions... Um, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know 
what concussions are like. I'm like I'm a neurologist, like some folks are doing. Um, and so I will say back in high school when I played rugby, I s- suffered my worst concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a bad uh, hit uh, trying to go in for a tackle. I go down, I get knocked out briefly and uh, I from there, like it was, I had a couple of fractures around my eye, um, and also a concussion that uh, sat me at home for a couple mm-hmm. of days. And so that was the worst concussion I've had. Um, and so I know what a concussion is like. I'm not. Sh- I'm sure uh, from your time playing football, Mike. I believe you've had a concussion before. I've, uh, yeah, I've had maybe more than two. Yeah, and it's not uh, fun during football. Yeah. Um, yeah, seeing Tua on the on the field, just lying there with his hands like you know curling up, his fingers curling up after that hit against Cincinnati. Like everyone, everyone watching that game. Even I technically I wasn't watching that game. I was at work, mm-hmm. and I just see the, I saw the pictures after, and everyone who saw that held their breath. Yeah. Because it's one thing to get hit in the head and to be stumbling, but when you see someone who literally can't control what they're doing, because that's that's basically what happened. He couldn't control his hands. He couldn't control his his, his um, extremities. It's extre- That's the word. It's yeah. too early in the morning. <laughs> it's all good. He couldn't. He couldn't control his extremities. That's why his hands just started doing that. And. Yeah, you know, like I've had my fair share of concussions, whether it was from football or just being a kid. Um, in my mind, you get a concussion. If you're diagnosed with a concussion, automatically you're out next week. Mm-hmm. That's what the rule should be, especially if you play, if it happens Sunday and then you play Thursday night. Because yeah. he was released from hospital on Wednesday. I th- if I remember reading I think, that art, I, I think he he actually got released from hospital. I think the next day after from uh, that game, I think Friday. So because um, he traveled with the team at at the end. Uh, okay, and so uh, I, I seem to remember reading something where he got released from went on the hospital from Wednesday. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I I think he went into the hospital. He he. They say. Uh, he, he goes through the tests there. I think he stays the night, but then eventually uh, joins the team back on their trip uh, back to Miami. Um, and then he uh, and, and they were he was still in the concussion protocol. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. some of the talk that they were doing it. And, and this kind of also goes back to the, the way the Dolphins have been handling this. Uh, I think it just comes across as cold um, and, 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 and crass, I guess. It, it reminds me so much of the RG3 situation in Washington. Yeah. Like, that guy, like, I'm not a, a big fan of, like, the, the quarterbacks that just run, like the Lamar Jacksons, but how good could have RG3 have been if the Redskins or the Washington team, the commanders, I guess, <laughs> yeah, um, if they just uh, just sat him, be like, look, man, you tore your ACL, you're done for the season. You're yeah. done. You're done. You know, probably still was going to win rookie of the year because yeah, that was a great rookie year. I, I watched the highlights of his of that season uh, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't just a running quarterback. This guy can sling. This guy could sling it. And we 
missed out on that because the the Washington team just didn't. They probably did know how to handle it, but they wanted him on the field. Yeah, he was the you best know, option at that time. And the another issue is is that these guys are young and like they just want to be on the field regardless. You know, they will put their bodies at risk, but like um i think belichick just said it belichick obviously now all the coaches in the nfl are being asked questions like how do you handle concussion protocol and belichick apparently said that like even if the doc even if the the uh team doctor on the sideline deems that the player um is able to go back into the game if belichick suspects any sort of concussion or he felt the hit was too hard or that he his he landed too hard belichick will pull the player mm-hmm. regardless on who it is and that's how it should be like and like going back to what i said you get a concussion you are diagnosed with a concussion automatically you are out next week automatically yeah and and i think that's something that they're looking at in the protocol as well um i i know that there's a lot of people calling for some heads to roll uh, mm-hmm. out of this and and there should be to be quite honest um there's some that i think sometimes people could be a little bit bloodthirsty in the search for justice and so yeah. i i totally understand i i i want to make it clear i i think the neurologist that that cleared tua um and and whoever thought that you know on the medical staff thinking that him telling them that oh it's my back it's not actually my head when it's pretty evident and clear on the video yeah. evidence that he doesn't hold his back he's holding his head he's, he's falling down like it's 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 ridiculous that uh, yeah. for that notion and it's one of those classic as you mentioned when i suffered my concussion playing rugby I, while i was in recovery or wh- however you want to say it um i all i was thinking was how am i going to get back on the field how am I going to get mm-hmm. back on and play for my team? Oh, I was thinking the same thing when I when I got mine. Yeah, and then you yeah. try and downplay it so that you could like get back out there. It's a pride mm-hmm. thing, um, and it's and it's something that's been in sports forever. And we kind of highly glorify uh, the idea of the of the injured player coming back into the game and scoring the game winning touchdown. Right. Yeah. Or, or the game winning score or whatever. It's, it's like the American dream, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and so I think now with the talk about injuries and, and, and especially with concussions, I think there's much more conversation now about, Hey, you got to do this just for the sake of your health. You're not helping your team when you're not at a hundred percent. You're helping your team when you're when you're getting yourself better to be a hundred percent. And so, obviously, there's still going to be the incredible. I I think there's still going to be the instances depending on the injury where a player is going to come back on the field. Um, I think of Lawrence Taylor back in the '80s. He his his shoulder I think pops out. Um, mm. and, and, but he still plays the game and has three sacks in that game. On, yeah. On, I've on, heard that on, on that bad shoulder. And so, and so, but it's the thing where it's like, we, as fans, we talk about that. It's like, Oh, that's so badass and blah, blah, blah. And but I think and, with concussions is a different story. Oh, it is a different story. Thinking of the shoulder thing. I always think of that Matt Stafford play. Yeah. Oh against yeah. Cin- against Cincinnati. That's one of my favorite plays ever. Yeah. Like, um, but no concussion is a different story the head and neck area and you know and the back like 
any injury to those three areas should automatically you should be out, especially for a concussion, you know, um, depends on, and with the neck and back, it depends on how bad the original injury is, Mm. but for stuff like that, man, like they need to, these players, like it's not the independent um, neurologist. It's not the head coach that makes the, it's the team that needs to tell the player, like, look, like you're, you're out this week. Yeah. You don't even try to convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Don't even try to fight your way back onto the field. And because the thing with a concussion is, you know, I'm guessing you had buddies that also have had concussions. Yeah. For you, it may be you could have been recovered in about, you know, four days. But for your buddy, it might take him two weeks. Right. You know, that's the thing with concussions is that you don't know how bad it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, Tua after the the original hit against the Bills could have been fine the next day, but in my mind, with the way he was looking on the field, going back to what I said, man, the Dolphins should have been like, "We're playing. You're not playing Thursday night." Yeah, and 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 one last quick note, and then I'll briefly touch on the Bengals Dolphins game, and we'll move on. Um, one, one last thing. You know, again, kind of going back to my comment earlier, I've seen a lot of people calling for heads to roll. um, And so we've already seen the neurologists get let go. Um, And I completely understand you want to hold people accountable for their decisions. Um, But I think I think some of it is and, and, and I don't want to come across like I'm defending the Dolphins or anything like that. But I think I think there are certainly members of the medical staff that need to be. Uh, that need to at least give some accountability for the decision mm-hmm. that they made. Um, I'm willing to defend Mike McDaniel a little bit. Not a lot, yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. In the sense that he's a rookie head coach, uh, and he, this is such a big thing for him to kind of deal with. Um, and his medical staff is telling him, no, he's good to go. He's cleared concussion protocol. And if you're the head coach, you're making the decision on who you think is going to be best to play. You've seen Tua go back in the game, win you the game against the Bills. Mm-hmm. I get, I understand the thought process of McDaniel saying, well, he should, be, I guess if he's cleared, he's good to go. Now, I think he's got to take a much more proactive approach. I think mm-hmm. if I think you talk about guys like a Belichick or a John Harbaugh, who also talked about the concussion protocol um, and, and saying he hasn't seen anything like that before. Those are guys that are experienced head coaches and have seen it and, and can make those calls. I think in the case of McDaniel, he's a rookie head coach. He's trying to make a, an impact. And and. And having said that, he should still be held accountable for that decision and recognizing that something is wrong. But mm-hmm. I think I think it's very easy to point at him and say, hey, he should have done this. And 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 without understanding, look, this guy's a rookie head coach. He's probably feeling pressure from the organization. Oh, um, yeah. From all aspects. And he sees the guy play and 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 because. People forget he he came back into that game against Buffalo and played the second half, and so yeah. it's like it, so I understand it. Um, it now if he if 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 McDaniel came into the press conference and said Tua is starting next week, then then I'm like okay Mike like you gotta be a little bit more firm in your stance. Now I, and I, and again I understand we're talking about players' health here, 
But if I'm getting information from the medical staff about about my player's situation and I've seen him play, I'm and I believe he gives me the best chance to win. I get it from that standpoint. But mm-hmm. I think now we this kind of opens up more of the discussion about uh, concussions and and uh, now I think more coaches are going to be a lot more uh, passive uh, or sorry uh, not passive but. Uh, take take a stand on on this sort of thing and try and get yeah. ahead of it. And so yeah, that's sort of the Tua stuff for now. We'll hear more. We'll probably hear about uh, changes to the uh, protocol. Um, we'll we'll hear Hopefully more about, soon. And yeah, and yeah, and 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 also too. Apparently, the findings will be released publicly by the NFL. You always have to take a, a grain of salt when it comes to these internal investigations because yeah. it's not about defending the person; it's about defending the company. And so uh, you always have to take it with a grain of salt but if they've already fired somebody granted could be for pr reasons unfortunately just looking at from a pessimistic standpoint yeah but if they've already fired somebody i feel like something's going to happen and there's going to be a change to the protocol but we'll see uh, as this investigation any final thoughts on this uh mike uh, no, I agree with you that, like, you know, McDaniels, he's a rookie head coach. The guy is, you know, he, he's trying to put the best team on the field. Um, doctors tell him he, Tua was good to go. He's going to believe them. Yeah. You know, it's that simple, unfortunately. But now McDaniels sees this situation. He's already, I mean, thank God he's already ruled Tua out for yeah. this this coming yeah. week. Thank God he yeah. I think he ru- if if he was playing this week, I'd be a lot more scornful on McDaniel. Yeah, but like I more. saw, I saw people like McDaniel should be fired. I'm like, no, he shouldn't because he's putting on a he he's he's got this Miami team playing good football, right? You know, and who knows? Maybe that's why Tua felt like he needed to be out there too. Is like he's like, I want to play for this guy, this yeah. guy. Like maybe they just have this mutual respect for each right. other. Yeah, that. McDaniels wants to in there and then Tua wants to play for him, you know? Yeah. And, and, and there is the argument to be said that that sort of decision should be left out of the hands of the player. And that's where I say a medical staff should come and say, no, Tua, you can't play. This mm-hmm. is, this is just too dangerous. But you know, I, 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 I'm not going to be that hard in McDaniel. I think, I think it's an easily one of those people are able to see hindsight is 2020 and now they see what happened. There's like, well, McDaniel should have spotted this. Like, it's like it's really just not that easy as people want to make it to be. And, and I'm not saying he should be absolved of any criticism because he <laughs> yeah. should still be he should still be attentive and, and, and be aware of, of what's going on. But mm-hmm. given the information he was provided, what he saw on the field, like I know I know he saw what happened with Tua getting uh, taken off, but he clears the protocol. The doctors tell him he's good to go. Tua says he's good to go. What else is McDaniel supposed to believe? Right, exactly. You know, like that is the you know. And then and then once McDaniel becomes such a more more experienced head coach, yeah, then he'll be able to make that call, yeah. like the Belichicks, like the Harbaugh's. Andy Reid is probably the same. Is probably in the same conversation. Yep. You know, Mike Tomlin, um, that sort of deal. Exactly. Those guys, you know, once McDaniels is at that point, he'll be able to look at a player, any player, and go, you're out of the game. Yeah. Don't even think about trying to come back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, 
Let's talk some football here. Uh, the Bengals, 27-15 yeah. <laughs> over the Dolphins. Teddy Bridgewater comes in. Uh, won't talk too much about this game, but uh, it looks like the Bengals are, are getting back into their stride. Um, mm-hmm. The offensive line is still getting killed, but they're, it's, it's, they're at least tr- uh, putting something together. I mean, I don't think there was too much doubt in the case of Joe Burrow and his ability to create some plays, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, Bengals look like they're uh, turning things around. Like you said, the O line just needs to be fixed. Yeah, it's you so know, badly. Jonah, Jonah uh, I think it, is it Jonah Jonah Williams, yes. the left tackle. He's probably like the solid guy, only like solid starter on that O line. Ted Karras is, you know, a half decent center getting the job done. I think Alex Kappa they signed away from the Bucks. He's yep. okay. Lyle Collins is our is that weak is that O line's weak point right now. Yeah. We signed him away from your Cowboys, so like <laughs> you're probably pretty happy right now. Yeah, a vindication a little bit, a little bit of vindication. Um, but uh, you know, I, I remember watching the this, the the Bengals Cowboys game and Micah Parsons was just having his way with oh yeah Lyle Collins man like it wasn't even funny yeah I, and I feel so bad for Joe like that's my fantasy quarterback <laughs> and he's still getting me points yeah but he's getting killed and he's out still there. getting smoked out there and it's yeah. like I feel so bad for him yeah it it was uh, not a good night to be in the pocket <laughs> if you're a Cincinnati no. Bengals quarterback um and and yeah Teddy Bridgewater comes in he does his job uh. He's not yeah. going to light up the world, but he's dependable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, we'll, we'll, he's, I, I was just, just going to say, we'll see how long he lasts in the starting role um, with, with Tua out. But, uh, I, I mean, I don't wouldn't shock me if Tua doesn't come back at all this year. Um, but having said that, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is in. He throws for a touchdown and interception. Um, mm-hmm. As long as he gets the ball out to guys like a Tyreek Hill and uh, and a Jalen Waddle, I, I mm-hmm. think I think he should be okay um, because this is yeah. a yards after a catch team, and so uh, I think they'll be okay as long as Teddy Bridgewater makes those throws. But we'll see. It's still up in the air with the Dolphins now with the Tua injury. It's it's almost like like nothing against Teddy. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I've always been a fan of him ever since he was coming out of Louisville. Um, but two is obviously the better quarterback, so it's almost like a punishment for the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. To to roll with like the NFL is like you are not signing any quarterback, you're not signing, not trading for anyone. If two is out for the rest of the season, you have to roll with Teddy Bridgewater. And again, no disrespect to Teddy, I've always been a fan of him, fan of his, but uh, <laughs> it's almost like a punishment for the Dolphins right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and so uh, get your tea together here, Mr. <laughs> Sarkeesian. Lift up that little pinky and then get yourself ready to go because we are going to the UK for the first UK game of the season. Tally-ho. Tally-ho. Is that, is that pop-up Cheerio. Uh, hop, Scott, and away. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's You got to say long live the king now, not long live the queen. That's right. Long live the king here. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're talking about King Kirk uh, because uh, the Vikings – Able to squeak out a victory from the Saints. Saints double doink. They double doinked it. A British double doink here, Mr. Sarkeesian. Um, This was probably one of, if not the best NFL UK game I've seen. Uh, Usually the other UK games, there was one game against Jacksonville where they, uh, uh, involving Jacksonville, where Mm. the it came down to a field goal and that was pretty fun but this was a you know it kind of started off a little bit slow 
Um, but as the game story progressed, uh, this was a fun one to watch. Uh, Justice Jefferson had a big game. Um, you know, the, the question I had was, Kirk Cousins not good in primetime. How good is he at 9.30 in the morning? We're going to yeah. fa- find out. <laughs> and he was, you know what? It could have been worse. Uh, 273 yards passing, a touchdown and an interception. He did enough here. He found Justin Jefferson. Um, he found Adam Thielen when he needed to. Um, yeah. And so he did enough here to get uh, his squad a victory. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins is such an interesting guy. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> like, he? He's such an interesting quarterback. And the Vikings this year are such an interesting team. Like, I don't really know what to say about them they're just there (laughs) i i don't know how else to put it um they're just they're a good team they have good players but i always expect them to just lose every week for some reason um but they just keep on winning and it's like you know what all right cool like i'm i'm okay with it like i don't hate (laughs) them but um i actually read something or heard something that you know, I don't know, just it's a stereotype or whatever, but apparently like the games that are held in Europe, um, the, all, the fans love the kicking aspect to the to the game. And again, I, I swear to God, like someone actually said this or wrote this down and apparently <laughs> it's very true. Like, I don't, so I don't know if it's just a stereotype or yeah. this is an actual fact. Right. So for them, for the, for the, the London fans and the, the, um, Euro- European fans to see in live action a double doink <laughs> must have been pretty special for them. Yeah, it's uh, maybe if you're not maybe from Matt Nagy you don't want to see that again, but um, but otherwise, yeah, yeah. J- oh my god, <laughs> I just, feel so bad for that man. Yeah, I mean his his double doink was worse because that was it was totally, tipped. Yeah, it was, it was tipped. It was tipped, but it was also still like a totally makeable kick. <laughs> At least yeah. with the Saints one, it was like from like 61 yards out, you know, like he was Let, almost there. Yeah. Let's almost hit it, man. Like, yeah, it was close. And he hit a 60 yeah. yarder earlier. So it was like <laughs> it was not like it was impossible for him. But, uh, you know, this game, uh, this is something I've kind of been highlighting with a lot of uh, the other teams as well, is that the NFL rookie wide receivers from this past year's draft are studs, man. There are some studs here. Um, and starting off with Chris Olave, um, he's a guy I have on a couple of fantasy football teams. Um, Olave is starting to become that number one receiver for the Saints. He and gets his first so, touchdown of the season. It's so weird to say that on a team with Michael Thomas. Right? And it's, and and also uh, Jarvis and Landry. And Jarvis Landry. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird to say that as a rookie is now the number one target. But Olave is a stud, man. Yeah, like, man. He's 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 a guy that clearly uh, the Saints have 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 really come to really like, and so uh, he's he's a reliable target. You know, uh, no uh, Jameis, famous Jameis in this, but we got Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. Red Rifle's back in action, baby. And he was fine. He was solid, I guess. He wasn't like he was as good as a backup quarterback should be <laughs> yeah. in my mind. He's not a starter anymore. I was just going to ask, do you do you see potentially him taking over for famous Jameis? No, but nope. in my mind, he needs to go to a team um, that has a young starting quarterback. Like, um, I don't know who the backup is in Jacksonville, but 
Andy Dalton going to Jacksonville to help out uh, Trevor Lawrence would probably be one of the smartest moves that organization could do. Yeah. He's that type. He's he's turning into like the old gray beard <laughs> or the old red, whatever you want to call it, old red beard. <laughs> that was cheesy as hell. Um, but he's turning into that guy. And like, you know, it sucks that, you know, his his career was so promising at the start of, in Cincinnati that you were like, this guy can this guy can do it. This guy can make the throws. This guy can, you know, move around the pocket. He's mo- he's mobile enough that he's not just sitting a, a sitting duck back there. Yeah. And then something just he. It's like he got the yips, uh, like <laughs> what the pitchers get in baseball. Yep. And just it couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um. But he's he still seems like one of the smarter quarter, like at least backups. Yep. So like this, any team with a young quarterback needs to look at bringing this guy in to be a mentor yeah now i mean you kind of look at what the jets were doing with zach wilson and bringing in a joe flacco um and and flacco yeah in. sure flacco's definitely the, the <laughs> well well i mean <laughs> he's got a super bowl ring <laughs> yeah you know what he's got a super bowl he's elite okay yeah he is he's, okay, he's elite I, I take it back i take um, it back no, but but what but I'm saying is, is like obviously from a talent level, I would pick Dalton over Flacco. But Flacco brings that experience to Wilson, as you mentioned. Like he he's won a Super Bowl, he's led that Ravens squad uh, mm-hmm. during during his time. He did enough to win, and so yeah. he he was a veteran presence. And hey, you know he led a fourth, he led a comeback against the Browns. I mean, come on now, he's yeah, still he did. at 37, 38 years old. Um, I'm looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, depth chart and the backup for trevor lawrence is cj bethard is the backup quarterback for jacksonville wasn't he in san francisco is that who i'm thinking of i believe so i believe that That was him right he he got some time in a couple years ago yeah okay so cj bethard is uh the backup i mean you could put an adult in there i think if you if you're a team like the jaguars you start to develop you become competitive i think if you put in a backup qb like a dalton uh i think you could make some noise mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah i mean dalton's a guy who's like at this point of his career i mean i think he's better than some starters currently but um he could be a starting quarterback on a lower tier team but mm-hmm. having said that like it's 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 still kind of up in the air for dalton he could end up just being like a journeyman backup at this point of his career yeah and like people diss on the backups all the time but that's an important position like i'm not trying to yeah. be funny right now like it is, especially yep. for a younger starting quarterback. Yeah. Like those guys help a lot. Um, oh, I'll be talking about backup quarterbacks that are lighting it up <laughs> in a moment, but, uh, but continue on. Um, just like, um, is it Montana I'm thinking of? Yep. No, Marino. Marino. Dan Marino. I don't remember what this guy, I don't remember this guy's name at all, but Don Strocht. Oh yes, there you go. Don Strock, Dan Marino, Dan Marino, like it's he he said that it's him, it's him and Shula is the like the two guys that he owes his career to. Like so, that just tells you how important an older backup quarterback is for a younger starter. Yeah, absolutely. Not only uh, was he the backup uh, for Marino, but also the backup for Hall of Fame quarterback Bob Greasy. So. Wow, uh, a, a very uh, maybe maybe one of the more important backup quarterbacks uh, ever. Definitely, I, mean, I think of him. I think of Steve Hostetler uh, as well. Yes, the Giants. Um, yeah, I uh, um, Frank Reich for Frank the Bills. Reich. Yeah, oh, that leading that 
incredible comeback against the Oilers in yeah, the early nineties. So that was great. Um, and so yeah, it's it is important to have a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, and and I will talk about that with my Cowboys in a moment. But oh jeez, uh, you set me up perfectly. Uh, you know what? <laughs> let's talk about it. I, I you yeah, set me up perfectly. Let's, let's talk about Cowboys Commanders because I'm feeling it. I've never doubted Cooper Rush. Never doubted him for a second. Don't go back into any audio or tweets or whatever. <laughs> I'm I've been all in on the Cooper Rush train. Um, I will say this. I want to say this because it's the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody talks about the team, whether they liked them or don't like them, mm-hmm. uh, because they are America's team, whether we like it or not. And sometimes I don't like sure. it. I, I, so, hey, look, sometimes I don't like it because then everybody talks about them when we're, you know, a crappy eight and eight, eight, eight and nine now, I guess, team. Yeah. Um, but I want to say this. Can we slow down? on Dak should be benched for Cooper Rush. Can we slow down on that? He's had three games. <laughs> He's won those three games. I, I, and, and look, Cooper Rush has played how he's needed to play in those games mm-hmm. he's 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 done what he's needed to do but he's not exactly been lighting up the stat sheet or lighting up the scoreboard and this is against teams where it was you know we're talking about the teams that he's beat were the Bengals that were struggling the giants mm-hmm. and the commanders like <laughs> let's slow down here a little bit okay and the t- and the game that Dak played bad in was against arguably at that point Maybe the best defense in the NFL, if not at least top five. They're definitely top five now after the Chiefs game. So can we hold on? Can we slow down? Can we you hold, may look, hold, the hold phone. your horses? Yes. Hold your horses. Because let me tell you, as soon as Dak is healthy, he's getting back on that field. And yeah. I'll say this as well. People are looking at the stat sheet of, of Cooper Rush is like, wow, you know, he threw for two touchdowns or whatever. I think he had over a little over 200 yards passing. Um, you know, he's he looked pretty good. But let's not forget, thanks to two penalties, that he had two interceptions taken away. He could have been two for two against the commanders. Really? So let's so I just want to say this. Let's just calm down. Let's relax. Let's yeah. not let's not call for Dak's head because he had a bad game against the, one of the best defenses in the yeah. league in the first week after the preseason where he didn't play that much. Let's slow it down here. Dak's going to when he's good, he's going to be back on the field. Now, I will say this. I'm confident now. I'm more confident with Cooper Rush as our backup knowing that Dak can heal up fully. And that when he's set to go, he can just step in because Cooper Rush has, has come in. And look, I mentioned it's teams like the Giants, teams like the Commanders. And you know what? You you could say whatever you want about the Bengals. They were struggling at that point. They weren't mm-hmm. they weren't getting their bearings together. And so now they're facing off against a Rams team, which I know they lost the 49ers yesterday, but they've been losing the 49ers for years. And so this is still, this is Cooper Rush against Aaron Donald, Cooper Rush against Bobby Wagner, Cooper Rush against Jalen Ramsey. Okay. This is, this is, this is not the commanders. Okay. So I just Mm want to say that having said that, uh, the defense for the Dallas Cowboys, I think are also a top five defense. They've looked tremendous out there. Micah Parsons has been an all worldly 
edge rusher, linebacker, wherever he's set up, he, he, he is somebody to look out for. If Aaron Donald is not in this league, he's arguably the best defensive player in the league, I would mm-hmm. argue. I know I'm a Cowboys fan when I say that, but <laughs> well, I, I, th- I think there has to be definitely an argument there. And I think with Trayvon Diggs, uh, I, I know some people are critical of him. I know people say he's, he's a guy that... Um, you know, all, you know, he gives up all these receiving yards, but I'm telling you, he's been, he, when he's been put one-on-one with some of these receivers, including Jamar Chase, who I know I just crapped on the Bengals earlier, but it's still Jamar Chase. Like he's done what he's needed to do and he's gotten two picks. Sure. They're garbage time picks, whatever, but he's, he's been able to shut down these corners. And so will that continue on against Cooper Rush? Pro, or Cooper Cup, I should say, probably not, but uh, this defense has really been the reason why the Cowboys have been winning these games because they have looked solid as hell. And I know you're a Cowboys fan, and I know you probably have been get you've always gotten hate when a, a, a guy like Micah Parsons is playing good because you you think like this guy's like the you know second best defensive player in the league, you know, or third. Yeah. I agree with you, Micah Parsons. Like you know, Aaron Donald. I got to be honest, is not off to the greatest start. Mm-hmm. If I look at his stat line, um, so maybe no defensive player, maybe no, like, he's probably not going to get his, what is it, fifth defensive player of the year or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's going to be Par- crying at night because Yeah, of that. I was going to say, yeah, he's got his, he's got, he's got his ring. He's good, yeah. man. Um, Micah Parsons can definitely win it this year. And this guy, um, I don't know what, what he's at right now for sacks this year but um i think he was at three last i checked uh because he he didn't have he didn't there was one game he didn't play as much because he was sick uh, mm, yes i remember um four sacks so, four sacks is that four sacks and it's we and he and we're going into week five so like you know i know like strahan has his sack record now i guess it's tj watt sack record as well um but as a coach, you ask your your best pass rusher. This doesn't sound like a lot, but you ask your guy for one sack a game. Yep. And Michael Parsons is already on that track. Yeah. So this guy's on track to at least get 17 sacks this season. Yeah. And he's probably going to get more. Yeah. So this guy can blow it out of the water and maybe be tied with TJ and Michael Strahan. Or this guy can just take over that number one spot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so and and also Demarcus Lawrence continues to just be an under the radar defensive lineman, defensive end. Just he's been able to put in the pressure. Um, he's he's he, a guy you look at the stat line. You're like, what's he doing? But when you actually see him play like he could be a force uh, for the Cowboys. And so I think this defense again, another year, um, another year under uh, uh, Dan Quinn uh, has has really come come out very well for them. Uh, I'm really liking this defense and this offense. You know, I will say I, I kind of underestimated the depth of this squad and the players that they've been able to develop because um, I felt felt like they should have gone out to free agency a little bit more. But some of the players that they've developed, especially on the offensive line, Tyler mm-hmm. Smith, I was very concerned about coming out of college because I heard he commits a lot of penalties. And I'm like, oh, of course, <laughs> the guy who commits, commits the most penalties is going to the most penalized team in the NFL. Like it should be such a wonderful combination. <laughs> but he's he's been solid. Like he so, when he's, yeah. he look, he's there's some moments where he looks like he's a wrecking machine out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so and, and if they continue.
continue to rely on the two-headed monster in the backfield with Zeke and Pollard, even though I think Pollard should get more touches. Um, you know, as long as Rush gets the ball to the receivers he needs to, C.D. Lamb is starting to blossom into that wide receiver one. I was critical of him. I did not see wide receiver one the way he was playing the last couple of years. He had some pretty bad drops. And mm-hmm. so um, I thought he was very he was in the right role on the slot but um he's been blossoming into that wide receiver one mm-hmm. um and so i think there's a lot to be excited for with this cowboy squad and if dak comes back and he's back at full strength i may be a little bit more confident in this team than i should have been at the start yeah i definitely agree with that and like cooper rush is just that he's he's i i don't mean this as a, as a as a dig at him in any way but he's a game manager yep and like people get mad when they hear that term for any quarterback because well that's actually what a quarterback is supposed to do it's like well i don't really consider patty mahomes a game manager you know like <laughs> yeah no Cooper rush is a game manager yeah and his job is to manage the clock and not turn the ball over and like you said he got lucky uh, this past week, this past weekend against Commanders, um, but he hasn't turned the ball over. He's yep. getting it to his guys. He's run, they're they're running the ball, not a lot, but enough to keep the pressure off of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? That's just it. I don't know if it's McCarthy or I don't know who the OC is in Dallas. Kellen Moore. Uh, Kellen Moore. That's it. Um, I don't know who's calling the plays, but whoever it is is like doing a great job at it. And I yeah. hate saying that because I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, it, it is Kellen Moore. Um, I, okay, I've I've been critical of him too in the past. You, you're starting to notice a pattern where I've been critical of every aspect of the Dallas Cowboys. But but you love them. But I love this team, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a pain that I have to endure. Um, but you know what, Kellen Moore, he's 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 highlighted the strengths and uh you know he he's a guy that if, if he continues this he's a guy that i he was getting some looks at head coach last yeah. year um but he could if if he's able to I, continue this with cooper rush i think he'll get a couple more looks this I, year i say give it a couple more give it a couple more seasons yeah uh, especially working with a guy like mike mccarthy yeah who's an offensive guru if i if i'm thinking of the right guy. I mean, all those years with uh, Rogers and with Rogers. Like, I understand it's Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and that's. Just I won't a cheat say code. guru. I won't say guru, but I will say he he very he was, offensive minded. Yes, you know he'll, he'll so, know what to do. Um, exactly. So, so keep a guy. I enjoy so, him more than Jason Garrett. I'll tell you that. I, <laughs> I I Jason Garrett, especially nearing the end, I was like, oh my god, just shoot me. Get, yeah, <laughs> but I I agree um, with you on that. <laughs> It was uh, it was brutal nearing the end. Uh, we'll quickly talk about the commanders here. Uh, I don't think this is a good football team here, Mike. I, I I think this is a bad team, and I don't think Carson Wentz is uh, is the guy at all. I mean, he's still playing hero ball out there, and just like it's it's start, frustrating. Start Sam Howell. You're on the start Sam Howell train. Yeah, like I was I was on the Tyler Hineke, uh train <laughs> the last couple seasons. Yeah, uh, after that. Like I think it was against the Bucks after yep. that great game against the Bucks. Sam Howell lit it up in the preseason in my mind. Yeah, start him. Start up. Uh, start him. Like it. North I mean, Carolina. North Carolina legend. <laughs> Sam Howell. Yeah, 
I think of all the great legends of, of North Carolina, Michael Jordan, Sam Howell. And, Lawrence uh, Taylor. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, deserves to be in that echelon. Um, exactly. Of some of the greatest players that ever played their respective sports. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this is a bad team in Washington. I'm not saying that as a which, Cowboys fan. Which sucks because their receiving core is so good. There's a good receiving core here. I mean, Terry and this yep. Dachshund kid is... Turning yep. out to be a solid, solid receiver. Logan Thomas is an underrated tight end in the yep. in the NFL. The O line is okay. Yeah, you know, they I do saw enough. a picture. I saw a picture of them blocking each other, but we'll ignore that. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's only for me material. Don't worry. Um, you had a bad like, spot and they exposed I like, let me just put it this way like I love the Bengals I would take the Commanders O-line over the Bengals O-line right now oh yeah, oh, yeah absolutely you know oh, every, so it's like I don't week. know why Carson Wentz is not getting the job done because I thought this would have been another I thought the Indy was going to be a match made in heaven apparently I was wrong and apparently I'm going to be wrong about this <laughs> situation too I mean I, for some reason, I've always been on the Wentz hype train, and I think I had, I think it's time to get off now. Yeah, I was off the Wentz hype train that week against the Jaguars. Uh, that, that last week. That it, last week, and I'm like, yeah, the guy just plays hero ball way too much. I mean, he just like forces his passes. Yeah, he he he's try. It's like he's not confident when he's when he's throwing the ball. Like you see flashes of brilliance with Carson Wentz and that's why teams still invest like these high draft picks. Right. And so it's like, mm-hmm. I just, I just like, but I don't think this is a good football team. I do like the receiving core as mentioned before. I mean, this rookie wide receiver class is just lighting it up. Now Dotson is out for a couple of weeks. He's gotten an injury, Okay, but, st- so that's not- but they still got some good receivers. I mean, Curtis Samuel is somebody that if you can hone in on him, he can be a solid slot guy. You mentioned a Terry McLaurin. Um, I love that you mentioned Logan Thomas because he's also somebody that's super underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if, if he's available in your fantasy league, I would pick him up. Mm-hmm. But uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is just – I just don't think this is a good football team. I don't no. Think, I don't think I, – I like Ron Rivera, but I don't think yeah. he's the right coach. I mean, he's he's the right coach in terms of being able to navigate the, the, the controversy around this team. But in yeah. terms of on the field – um, I think they've got to start looking elsewhere and maybe try and find maybe try and find that next young head coach because that seems to be the trend nowadays. But I mean, they just played against the Cowboys and they Kellen Moore. Yeah, who knows? Hey, man, Kellen Moore will start and be the head coach for the Washington <laughs> Commanders next season. Yeah, Boise State it. product. <laughs> Boise um, State, yeah. Southpaw. Yeah, let's go. Get get excited. <laughs> hey, I mean, I think he's still in his early thirties, so you know, if if in a scenario he has to be the emergency quarterback, I mean, Kellen Moore could probably get in there. So can we? Just, yeah, like I'm. That's all I'm asking for. Cowboys or whatever team hires him, make him your emergency quarterback <laughs> and have him dressed and ready to go on the sideline yeah. while he's calling plays. But keep the headset on his helmet. Like, just really yeah. go all the way out. Yeah. Um, that visual would be just so, so funny. I would love to see that. I would pay money to see that. <laughs> um, let's continue on here. Let's get off the Cowboys hype train, even though I want to stay on it for the rest of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, and, we'll, and we'll talk about uh, Falcons and Browns. Um, I turned my head away and I thought the Browns had won, but apparently the Falcons won this game. Um, 23-20. This is such a weird Browns team. I mean, that's 
that's just the thing with this Brown squad. It's like they have pieces there and, and obviously they're kind of continuing on with Jacoby Brissett until, uh, week 11. Watson, yeah, 11 shows up and it was mentioned last week that, uh, the NFL just happened to schedule a game against the Texans for week 15 after, uh, uh, the Browns, uh, after, after Watson gets back from suspension. So just total circumstance, like yeah. didn't see this coming, not at all. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this Brown squad, I mean, Brissett has been doing enough. Like I think some people have been saying he's been very good. I, I, I kind of hold back on that a little bit. He's, he's done what he's needed to do. He's had some good games, he- but, uh, yeah, this this was not one of them. He he throws an interception that cost them the game at the end, and uh, and their comeback. Um, this was a game that you know, again, Nick Chubb has another great game. You know, the sky is blue, um, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you know, Brissett he throws for two hundred thirty four yards, a pick. Um, Mariota doesn't have a great game either. I mean, the thing that just drives me insane with this Falcon squad is. What are you doing with Kyle Pitts? Why is he not involved in the offense more? He's he's a guy. He's not a blocking tight end. Literally, the hype around him was that he looks like a receiver out there. You should use him, and especially yeah. when you're the team like the Falcons, where you're rebuilding and you're trying to get better, um, and you've got some good players like Drake London again, another rookie wide receiver that could develop into something as a wide receiver one. Like you need to be able to utilize the options that you have. Um, I shouldn't be too critical of the Falcons because they won, but it wasn't exactly it wasn't exactly the most exciting game either. No, it wasn't. And you know, you had the stats. Go look at the receiving stats for the Browns. What player <laughs> do you notice only has one catch for nine yards? That would be Amari Cooper. Why does Amari Cooper, your wide receiver one, have one catch? Yeah, Browns. <laughs> the Cleveland why? Browns. It's it's like this. It's the same conversation with Kyle Pitts. It's like why is this guy only getting like one to two catches per game? Yeah. Or in the case with Pitts, man, it's like why is this guy only getting like five targets? Yeah. You got to target him a lot, especially with a guy like Mariota back there. Like, emphasize him if, in your offense. If Mariota's gonna throw the ball twenty times, Kyle Pitts needs to be targeted at least eight. Yep. I don't Maybe disagree. More. Do not disagree at all. Um, you know the the big thing as well coming out of this game is uh, the Falcons don't have Cordell Patterson, and so they're going to be relying mm-hmm. on Tyler Algier, I believe is uh, how you say the last name. Um, rookie running back, uh, he had a good game, eighty four yards rushing, filling in for Cordell. Um and he also. Uh, Got a, a catch for 20 yards, so maybe somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, I've picked him up on a fantasy football uh, team that I have um, <laughs> just to kind of keep an eye on, on how he does now that he's going to be the feature back um, until Patterson gets back. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, don't, I still don't see much in the Falcons. Yes, they won this game, but I still don't see much in them being competitive and being a playoff no. team. I know it's week four. Things could change. Maybe they make this grand acquisition of the trade deadline, but I highly doubt it. Um, the Browns, I still think, could be competitive. I think they got the better squad. They don't have Miles Garrett after that car accident, which is just crazy, just how that yeah. all unfolded. Yeah, that was 
that's such a weird situation. Yeah. Trying to avoid a, a deer, I think, or, or something like that. Trying to avoid an animal just skids off the road and just uh, just brutal stuff. So it's, it's it's good to hear at least that he's getting better and he'll probably be back on the field this season. Um, but uh, that's a key part of your defense you're missing out on. And so uh, this defense for the Browns, they also don't have Jadavian Clowney on, on there as well. And so it's uh, it was going to be tough. Uh, for this Brown squad. So uh, the Falcons able to squeak out a victory 23-20. We'll move on (laughs) to the game of the week, I thought. The Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens 23-20. The Ravens hold the lead, but the Bills were able to make their comeback. Um, And some talk about John Harbaugh's decision uh, to try and go for the touchdown late in the fourth quarter instead of taking the the three points. It doesn't work out. It ends up turning into an interception. The Bills able to make their comeback out of it. And because of that decision, some people were critical of, of, of Harbaugh. This is a case of analytics coming into play. Uh, Marcus Peters uh, visibly yelling at Harbaugh on the sideline. I'm sure that mm-hmm. gave you some vindication on your thoughts on John Harbaugh. Uh, um, I got some thoughts on this game. But uh, Bills were able to come out with a victory. Um, Lamar Jackson didn't have one of his elite games in this one. He started off pretty hot, but then things really cooled down for him. Um, but, uh, you know, the Bills are still a, a team to look out for. Uh, still, you know, a Super Bowl contender. Josh Allen uh, is an MVP caliber quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, this was a fun game to watch, I will say. I mean, when the Bills are on TV, they're just a fun team to watch in general. Oh, and, yeah. And, and this Ravens squad, the way that Lamar Jackson was playing beforehand, was on an MVP level. Um, and it's fun to watch them lose. <laughs> <laughs> big big fan of that. I'm sure you're still not holding any bitter feelings about the Ravens beating the Patriots in, in the playoffs all those years ago. But, uh, you know, I will say uh, I was kind of a guy saying, look out for J.K. Dobbins. Like, if they can incorporate him into the yeah. running game, uh, he's somebody that uh, could really help their offense. And this was his big breakout game, uh, running for four, 41 yards and a touchdown. You think, well, that that's all right, but he also has four catches for 22 yards and a receiving touchdown. So yeah. a guy who was incorporating the offense quite a bit. Um, but yeah, the Bills coming away with a 23-20 victory. Your thoughts? Um, love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, I'm going to hit you with a crazy stat right now, Gibby. Ooh, I love it. The Ravens' all-time record when leading by 17 or more points. So this is in 26 seasons of this franchise in existence. Mm-hmm. Is a hundred to three. Hundred oh. wins, three losses. Wow. This season, they're one and two. <laughs> by leading when leading by 17 or more points. They lost wow. to the Bills and then they lost to that, that Miami game yep. when they were up 35 to 14. Yeah. That Miami game was awesome too, by the way. But but yeah, they, they're not holding leads. They're not. And I stand by what I always say about John Harbaugh, it's like the guy's a good coach. Should he be in the conversation as one of the best coaches in the league right now? Absolutely not. Uh, Lamar Jackson, easy to stop him. It really is. Is you, you have to rush. The defense needs to rush as a unit. If a guy breaks through the line fast against a guy like that, Lamar Jackson will see him and just run the other way. And that's how he gets all his yards. Wow. You need to be able to rush as a unit against a guy like that because he's got the arm power, but he doesn't really have the accuracy. 
And once you have to make him throw on the run, if he's running for his life, or if you make him stay in the pocket, he's not accurate enough to make those throws. Yep. Yeah. I, I stand by that. You could clip that. <laughs> clip that, Sharon. Clip that. <laughs> I stand by that. Lamar Jackson, those type of quarterbacks, when you're – when you're good, and if he could improve his accuracy, this guy might be one of the hardest quarterbacks to stop. But he hasn't done that yet. He hasn't improved his accuracy. Accuracy. Um, so it's it actually it truly is. If you have a good defensive front four or front seven, it's easy to stop him. You just have to rush as a unit. There you go. Well, we 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 figured it out. We figured out on this show how to stop. I know. I understand it's easier said than done, but <laughs> in the NFL, you you should be able to. Yeah. No. I I mean, look. Look. I I don't disagree with a lot of what you say there. Um. I think I think I'm a little bit nicer on Harbaugh <laughs> than, than yeah, you, you are. are. Um. I, I think Harbaugh's a good coach. Um. You know. I think. I do like how he incorporates analytics. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not anti-analytics at all, um, and I and I got why he decided to go for it on that fourth down. It just ended up being you know an interception that totally cost them. But you know if if you were to tell me, I believe the analytics were if you get the touchdown, you you, you get an 83 percent chance uh, of winning or something like that. Like if you get the touchdown, you hold the the Bills uh, long enough. Uh, you you're essentially going for the win with that. Um, yeah. It's just at the end of it, they I just think it was the wrong play call to make it a passing play on a fourth and two. I think it was, and so mm-hmm. uh, I think that's just what cost them in the end. Um, but yeah, I, I I I still think this is a Bills squad to look out for. I think the Ravens are still somebody that could compete in their division of the AFC North, potentially win it. Um, but. Uh, that is an interesting stat, you know. Dolphins game and now this game not holding on to a yep. uh, a multi point lead like that. I I think that's something that as the weeks kind of go on, we'll see how this continues on for the Ravens and if they continue to lose in heartbreaking fashion. But uh, nonetheless, yeah. uh, speaking of heartbreaking, the Detroit Lions following oh, the Seattle boys. Seahawks. 48 to 45 a shootout if you hate defenses you love this game uh Uh. the defenses uh did not come out to play geno smith continues to be somebody to uh that surprises yeah Uh, i mean he's you want to talk about lighting up the stat sheet 320 yards passing two touchdowns uh, off of 23 completions off 30 attempts. That's solid. Which like is that's, a really good game. That's a great stat. Yeah. And Rashad Penny, I'm, I was guessing, I'm guessing you were about to get to him. Yep. It's finally breaking out. Yep. 151 yards rushing, two touchdowns in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who else had a solid enough game? Jared Goff. He had. With, without Aminra. Without Amon Ross St. No Brown. No Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown that yeah. week. That and Jamison Williams still on the sidelines recovering from his torn ACL. Mm-hmm. And so he has four touchdowns, granted a pick, but still. Uh, 26 completions off 39 attempts, 378 yards passing. If you loved offense, this was the game for you. Because, yeah, man. Uh, a lot of people had the stat sheet uh, look very good for them. Jamal Williams, two touchdowns, 108 yards rushing. No DeAndre Swift in this game as well for the Lions. Um, and 
Then you look at the Seahawks. DK Metcalf. He didn't doesn't get a touchdown, but it's okay. He only has 149 yards receiving. Uh, Tyler Lockett, 91 yards receiving. Um, really, the the touchdowns came from their tight ends and Will Disley and Noah Fant. You look yeah. at the Lions. TJ Hawkinson having a big game. Oh my God! 179 <laughs> yards receiving, two touchdowns. 179 um, yards for a tight end. Yes, like this is the numbers I want Kyle Pitts to be putting up for the Falcons. Yeah, um, but we're getting it from TJ Hawkinson, and you know it was just a shootout. And I just, it's just funny because you know defense does not exist for these two teams. I guess um, I think the Lions secondary is is not good. It's um, hurting, man. Jeff Okuda is starting to to become something, but it's hurting. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 not great. Now, Aiden Hutchinson, he didn't light up necessarily light up the stat sheet, but he's still somebody that could be a force on that defensive line. Yeah, um, and so uh, not that much of a force this game, considering <laughs> the points scored. But uh, yeah, and also I should say. The first Scorigami of the year, 48-45. Do you know the Scorigami here, Mike Sarkeesian? I remember reading about it, but can you explain to me what it is? It is a unique NFL score, the first time in NFL history that a game finished at 48-45. Really? That's what that means. Yes, that is a Scorigami, my friend. I didn't know that. Yeah. I I don't believe that for a second. There's a, there's no way in there's no way in, in recorded NFL serious? history in recorded NFL history this is the first time the game has ended at forty eight forty five wow yeah I didn't know that I like I am honest like this is me being truly shocked by that <laughs> um, I didn't know that you you want to hear the notification I got on my phone recently is Geno Smith a dark horse candidate to be MVP. No. <laughs> Straight up, no. That's my exact reaction to. But no. Uh the fact that this conversation is even yeah. happening for some. Yeah. I mean, he's Come. he's been he's I've been critical of Gino, but look, he's played well. I can't I can't deny it. Comeback player maybe. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. you know what? Definitely in the running for give that. Give him the come give him, you know what? If he keeps us up, Shouldn't even be a vote. Give him the comeback player of the year award. Yep. You know what? This I guy, can see that. This guy, you know, had to, went through a lot with the, with the Jets. You know, he's kind of put in a, a, a crappy situation there. Um, kind of, he was the bridge. He was the quarterback right after Sanchez, if I remember yep. correctly. Um, and then just, I don't know what happened to him after. The next thing I know, he's in Seattle. Yeah. And he was backed up. Wilson for the last two years, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, and now he's he's he finally got a shot to be a starting quarterback again. Yep. And he's taking so, full advantage of it. And he is. Give him the comeback player. I'm saying it right now. Give it to him right now. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I I still don't think either of these teams are going to be playoff teams. But oh no. But but I I still think I I still think. It depends on how, you know, Gino plays. I mean, it's funny. The Lions have the number one scoring offense in the league, but they also have the 32nd scoring defense in the league. So that's, uh, I mean, it's very Lions, to be quite frank, but it's yeah. just, it's, it's just, it's just uh, they could be so much more with this Lions squad. I still think there's some development to be done here. Um, yes. I know it's week four, but if I'm, I especially the Lions, I, and maybe Goff continues to play well, 
Um, but if I'm the Lions, I start looking at that NFL draft and I start looking at some of those QB prospects and, and maybe see something there. Um, the thing with the, I told this to my dad during the game, uh, you know, obviously a lot of us are, are fans of the Lions this season because of the hard knocks. You know, you want to run through a wall for everyone on that team. Yeah. Um, Aaron Glenn, who's the defensive coordinator. Aaron Glenn? Yeah. Yep, yep. Aaron Glenn, who's the defensive coordinator for the Lions. Yeah, the Lions defense can't stop a nosebleed right now. <laughs> but no coach on that staff is get, should get fired this season. No. This is a building okay? team. The building team, the ownership and the GM needs to understand that. And I think they do. Um, they need to understand that we need to keep this staff together. If a guy... You know, Deuce Daly has a chance to maybe become like a head coach somewhere. Obviously, go for it. But they cannot fire any of the coaches on this staff. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like you said, it's a building year. It's going to be like this for a couple of years, maybe a few years. No coaches on the staff should get fired. I don't care how bad the defense is <laughs> or how bad the offense might be. Even you though know? it's a good scoring offense, even with even though it's a great offense, but it's still the Lions, you know, yeah. like it, it, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they're losing, so like if it's the wrong ownership, the wrong ownership could see the team losing and then fire everyone. Yeah, absolutely. you know that's that's the problem with some ownerships in the NFL and and just in sports in general. <laughs> um, but they need to understand that it's a building year. Let's keep the staff together. Let's move on to Chargers and Texans. Not going to go too much into this game. Uh, Chargers mm. just dominated. Uh, this was well, a good rebound for they. They they were starting to blow it. I'm. I will say they were starting to blow it because it's the Chargers. I got scared, the man. Half. I got the Charger. I got the Chargers defense and fantasy. I got scared for a second. <laughs> um, but even then, like I wasn't really that concerned. I mean, I know they did not look good against Jacksonville the week before. Um, but, but it's the, also the Texans. I mean, if I'm the Texans at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a CJ Stroud. I'm looking at, you know, what uh, you're not on the Davis mills. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm totally (laughs) not. If you have the opportunity to get a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young in the draft, you're taking that because they have, they have a much higher upside than, than Davis mills, unfortunately, just from what I'm seeing so far. Um, now, if they're in a position the way, so I watched Kentucky against uh, uh, who was the other team? Is uh, coached by Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Um, I, I watched that game just to see Will Levis. I gotta tell you, not impressed from what I saw from Will Levis on Is against the Kentucky the quarterback. Yeah, that's that's oh. the guy. Some people are saying could be the first overall pick ahead of Stroud and Yun. He puts mayo in his coffee. <laughs> I mean, that, just that alone should not make a just that alone. Role. She should not be drafted. No, um, but I watched him play. Look, he's got an arm. He, he's he's got an arm, but he's he a, makes yeah, some bad he's, decisions. He's a project. He's, he he's to absolutely to a, a project. Yeah, he needs to go to a team, you know, like a New Orleans who has a guy who could probably start for a couple more years, a few yep. more years in, in, in famous Jameis. Yeah, but. This, if people are honestly saying that this guy's going to go ahead of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or yeah. any other court, like he's in not. my mind, he's just not even a first round pick. No, I mean, I, I could see the first round talent in terms of the arm talent. Yeah. And he does have the athletic ability to move around the pocket and extend plays, but he's a bad decision maker based mm-hmm. on what I saw. Um, but, but this isn't a college football podcast. This is, <laughs> this is a, 
well, I mean, we may talk some college football. You never know. But yeah, um, but this game, I'm not going to go too in depth. Justin Herbert has a good rebound game, 340 yards passing, two touchdowns. If you had Austin Eckler in your fantasy leagues, you were a happy man or woman or, or person. <laughs> um, Mike Williams also as well had a big game, 120 yeah. yards receiving. And so no, he's he's stepping up without Allen there. Yep, absolutely. I was a little, I was a little scared. Uh, for that, I'm a I'm a big uh, believer in the Chargers, but uh, I was a little worried that um, he wasn't going to be able to step up. But he is. Yep, doing absolutely. Good. And if I'm the Texans, I'm I'm the way I'm going right now, winless. I know it's week four, but this is not a good team. I I do not think, and I think I'm already starting to make the preparations, getting those scouting reports ready to go on uh, potential I, first or second overall pick. I love Lovey Smith, man. Like. Um, you know, most people know him from the uh, from his time with the Bears, but I love that man. I think he is such an underrated coach. I'm not saying he's a great coach. Yeah. Okay. If he was, he would still be in Chicago, or he would be somewhere with a better team. But it's hard for me to root against Lovey Smith. I've always been a big fan of his. Yeah. 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 Um, let's move on to Colts and mm-hmm. Titans. Uh, the Colts just piss me off. Again, just to, I don't really want to talk about this game, if I'm being honest, because <laughs> the Colts are pissing me off. Exactly. I'm with you on that. <laughs> this Colts team pisses me off. It's like, I how? was calling Matt Ryan a dark horse candidate for the MVP. <laughs> this guy might get benched by the end of the season. <laughs> Ah, oh, just this Colts squad, man. I, I think the Titans are starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, yeah. And so um, I, 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 so there's that. Uh, of all the rookie wide receivers, Traylon Burks has been a little bit disappointing. Um, but uh, I think he started to show something in this game, though. He started he, to. He started to. I think he got hurt. And so I he think did. He's, he's got turf toe, which. Uh, yeah. So he's he hurts out a lot bit. more than some people might think. Yeah. Turf toe is not fun. It it's is not. not a fun injury. Like you don't need surgery or anything <laughs> like that, but it's not a fun injury either. You, you literally have to sit and wait till it's healed and then you can go back to walk. Yep. Exactly. To walking, not just playing. Yeah. It's just. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, Derrick yeah. Henry was still putting up Derrick Henry numbers here. The sky um, is blue again. Like yeah, you said. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, God, this, this cult squad, I mean, they won, uh, or sorry, no, they, they lost here. They and, lost. I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, guys, like, how could you beat, how did this team beat the chiefs? Like, I know the chiefs, I know what ultimately what it was. It was the chiefs beat themselves, uh, mm-hmm. in the game last week. Like they did not look like the, the chiefs last week. No. And the Colts the, did enough to get the win, but yeah. God, this team pisses You me. know, for 20 carries for 42 yards for Jonathan Taylor. Like you have, I understand like, when you got a guy like that in the backfield, even if you're losing, you, you got to still give him the ball. Yep. You know, because he's that good. Yep. And the only bright side, bright part to this t- uh, Colts team is Mo Ali Cox. Yeah. Six catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns. Like that's, and he had six targets. So he caught everything that was thrown his way. Yep. He's the only bright spot on that offense right now. And then they had a bright spot on that defense and Shaq Leonard goes by Shaq Leonard. Now not Darius Leonard anymore. Right. And then he also got a concussion. Yeah. By the end of this game. So this Colts team is just hanging on for dear life. And I don't know where, you know, I don't know if Frank Reich even finishes, finishes the season. 
if I'm being honest. We'll see. I mean, this is uh, this is kind of a make or break year, not only for Reich, but also their GM there as well. And so, yeah, um, I, I think especially with the way that they brought in these older quarterbacks all this time when they could have just developed somebody and mm-hmm. had somebody behind there, it's just... I think now is just kind of like this is kind of a big year for them, and uh, if this doesn't work out, I could I agree with you. I could totally see uh, Reich not sticking around as head coach by the end of the year. Um, that that to me would indicate a rebuild in Indianapolis, and so yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's time. I honestly think they should have gone into rebuild mode when Luck officially announced his retirement. Yeah. Um, they tried to hang on for a couple more years and it's just not working. And I think it's time. And that's why they had those veteran uh, quarterbacks. Cause they thought yeah. they just needed that one guy to just kind they of, they thought they just on. needed that quarterback and it's just not, it's just not clicking. Yep. So I, I know no player or coach will ever say like, yes, we tanked, but I think it's time for them to start mm-hmm. tanking. I hate <laughs> saying that. I hate yeah. saying it. I hate saying it, especially for a team that I do I was so high on and I'm still on the train a little bit because mm-hmm. you never know. Something could all, all of a sudden just click and these guys can go on an insane run. Mm-hmm. But I, right now I think it's time to just, you know, hunker down, finish this, get, get through the season and then, you know, draft one of these highly touted um, rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, the What's the Kentucky quarterback's name again? Will Levis. This would be the perfect team to go to. Mm-hmm. If they keep, because I think they sign, or I think Matt Ryan has a few more years left on yep. his contract. Yep. Draft that guy mm-hmm. and have him sit behind Matt Ryan for a few years. Yeah. And see what you got. And um, see what you got. So uh, let's move on to Giants and Bears. Uh, the Giants. Well, can I? Can I? Here. Can I open this? Can sure. I open this? Your Cowboys have the same records as the New York Giants. I, just, I'm aware. Just, I'm aware. I just want you to know that. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm aware. I've been told. <laughs> Uh, congratulations to the Giants on beating these stout teams like the Bears and the Carolina Panthers and, <laughs> and a weak Tennessee Titans squad. I, bravo. What a great team you guys are. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bravo. A round of applause to you. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't I think this is a fraud team, to be quite honest. Um, and and not because they're a division rival, only partly that. But I mean, come, it's the Bears. I mean, <laughs> and they lost, and they only won by like a little more than a touchdown. Like yeah, against against a performance from Justin Fields, who continues to get killed back there and has no receiving options, just totally killing his confidence. Yeah. It's just, I mean, look at this stat line: fifty percent completion percentage, <laughs> one hundred and eighty-four yards passing. Uh, it just like. I mean, he did better than Daniel Jones, although granted Jones was hurt uh, during this game. Uh, And so uh, Daniel Jones, 8 for 13 with 71 yards passing, but he did get hurt, so I'll I'll give him that. But you know what? He ended up being a running back in this game because he had six carries for 68 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So maybe he's got a second career as a running back somewhere. (laughs) Um, But Saquon Barkley, I will say this. Saquon Barkley is back. I will say that right now. I hate the Giants probably (laughs) a little more than I do hate the Cowboys. If I'm, if if you, God knows why, as a Patriots fan, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) I love Saquon. Yeah, I love Saquon. How can you not love that guy? Yeah, 
Oh, I, no. you know, I mean, you know, he's I know a divisional opponent for me, but well, you're a Cowboys fan, but even you, like, even you're like, I appreciate back, the story man. and the comeback. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just, you know, going on what you said about Daniel Jones, maybe having a career as a r- running back, <laughs> Saquon filled in at quarterback this game. If I remember correctly, you are correct. Yes. He, they, they went with the wildcat formation, which we remember that was, that was like the personality of the NFL, like 15 years ago. Yeah. Every team was doing it. The Miami Dolphins started it. Saquon had to fill in at quarterback a little bit. I don't think he threw any passes. Mm-hmm. I think he only ran the ball. Yeah. Um, because Jones got hurt, Tyrod Taylor went in, Taylor got hurt, yeah, and then Jones went back in. But I guess when Jones went back in for the second time, they were like splitting, quote unquote, the reps yeah. at quarterback with him and, and Barkley. I didn't watch this game. <laughs> Who wants to watch the Bears Giants game? No, the only thing exciting was that last play where the Bears tried to keep the play alive, but uh, that was that was exhilarating. Other than that one time in New Orleans, that play never works out. Yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's very 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 rare. But you yeah. watch it because you think it's going to be think that it could work, and then it, it doesn't. It could happen this time. Yeah. Um, I look at the spare squad, man, and I do not like the way they built this for fields, not giving him any confidence. Like really, what's he going to do with Darnell Mooney and Equinamius St. Brown and Dante Pettis? Well, I wouldn't count out Mooney or St. Brown because St. Brown is related to Amon Ra. And Amon Ra's becoming a damn good wide receiver, so it's in it's in the gene, it's in his blood to maybe yeah. be a number one receiver. <laughs> Darnell, Darnell Mooney is still young. Give him a couple more seasons, sure. Um, but I do agree with you. Like, what the what the hell, Bears? <laughs> yeah, can you get the some hell? options? Like, you know what? I say, uh, who was the guy that demanded a trade? Made a trade request earlier on the defense. There, name all of a sudden escapes me. But, Laquan Smith. Yeah. You know what? Get some pieces, man. Like, you're not winning any games. Try and build some form of an offense for, for fields. Yeah, and but so, in my mind, they have they barely have anything on that defense. So they want to keep what they got. Yeah. I just, and they, he chose to sign in Chicago anyways. It's true. It is true. So he maybe doesn't want to leave anymore. So But I, I understand where you're go where you're what you're getting at. So which like trade an asset to get future assets. Yeah. And so I'll say this about the Giants, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, um, appears that uh, they're still battling their injuries. So listen to this cast of quarterbacks that the Giants had. Oh, I got to hear this. I, I am ready to roast all these names. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me get the list here. Uh, Jake from Georgia product. Hell yeah. Getting a work. Jake from State Farm. That's right. Um, also included, former Alabama standout, A.J. McCarron. Oh. You know, I, I said I was going to roast these guys. I have always been an A.J. McCarron fan. Oh, well, I think that go. guy got dipped. That guy should be. A, that guy should have been a starter in the NFL. Um, and the other quarterback that they tried out, uh, Brian Lewerke, another former Giants. I don't even know who that is. So things are on the up and up <laughs> in New York. Okay. Um, <laughs> But yes, please tell me, continue to tell me about how they have the same record as the Cowboys and it's going to be competitive in the NFC East. It, it is because look at the next team we're talking about. Yeah, Eagles and Jaguars. Look, <laughs> I just want to say this. It's been tough watching these Eagles succeed because <laughs> I've predicted this. I predicted this and I you, hate it. Did you uh, predict the Eagles to win this division? Yes. 
Uh, I like. Oh yes, you did. You I did. did. It, and I yeah. and I threw up after the recording, but it was just <laughs> like, it was it was rough. It was just like, man, I, I look at this Eagle squad and I like the moves that they made, uh, bringing in AJ Brown and. Yeah. Um, and and I like the, the 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 draft picks they made and I thought Devonta Smith could have a it, a big game or sorry yeah. a big season and so I was like man this is a good team and they're showing it and yeah. I'll say this I picked the Jaguars to win this game that was my hot pick because was I, it I thought the way that Trevor Lawrence played last week I'm like this guy could be blossoming boy mm-hmm. was that the opposite this game uh four fumbles uh for Trevor Lawrence <laughs> well now, I'll say this I'll say it, this I I I I was looking like a genius at the start. <laughs> 14 nothing for the nothings. Jags. Yeah. I was looking like an absolute genius. And then the rain came down and it just totally screwed up everything. Um and you know what Hurts did enough to get uh, his squad back into it. Yeah, it was not the greatest Jalen Hurts game. It was more really Miles Sanders just taking the ball yeah. and just running with it, literally. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know the 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 Eagles they they pull out a game a wet game, uh, mm-hmm. get the twenty nine twenty one victory. Um, your thoughts on this one quickly? Uh, I was a little late. Uh, this was a one o'clock game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I was a little late to. Uh, get on uh red zone this this past weekend <laughs> yeah so when i turned the when i turned red zone on they were already up 14 nothing yeah so i was like oh you know i was because i'm i'm a fan of trevor lawrence especially this season i think he's finally gonna have the rookie season he should have had last year but yep. we'll ignore that <laughs> um and i was like and then one touchdown two touchdowns couple field goals I'm like, oh my god, the Eagles are gonna win! <laughs> oh, oh my god, we got 20 points in the second quarter alone, and they had, um, I think it was only, I think it was three field goals um, in the fourth quarter. So it's like, oh my god, the Eagles! Excuse me, Eagles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's just my thought about the about that game. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, I, I could go on here and just be like, you know, screw the Eagles. I hate that team. I hate their fan base. I just hate everything about the Eagles. I mean, um, you could say that. I mean, I just did. <laughs> um, so you do. <laughs> I, but but you know what? This is a strong team this year. Um, and Hertz is impressed so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know what? Uh, uh, this was not one of those games, but in previous games, Hertz, you could make an argument that he was playing on an MVP caliber level. Um, so yeah. I say that begrudgingly, by the way, <laughs> I um, hear it in your voice. I hear it. I, I hate He's an MVP candidate. Oh, geez. Like, <laughs> just this Eagle squadron. Oh, do not yeah. this team. Let's talk about jets and Steelers. I mean, as we predicted, Whoa. the Steelers have the lead and then roaring down with a huge fourth quarter comeback is Zach Wilson and, and the jets are able to pull off the 24, 20 victory and the jets are two and two this season. They are, uh, they are, uh, two and two. Do not, okay. I thought you were going to say for real. No, 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 they're not. No, for real. they're not. No, 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 no. Let's not go crazy now. <laughs> they're not for real, but they're two and like, two. This team could finish with two wins. Like let's be honest with let's be honest with everyone. Yeah. This team could finish two and fifteen. But the most exciting two and fifteen season ever, am I right? A hundred percent. But <laughs> oh, like man. I, that's where I thought you're going with that. So that's why I was getting ready to like just shut you down because no, I thought you were no. going to say this Jets seems for real. It's like what no, are not you for real? Not what for are you real. on? Anyways, um, but I will say, uh, 
finally, finally, I say this, but it was like week four. Mitch Trubisky appears to not be the answer in oh. Pittsburgh. What a shocker that I was, is. I was, I'm sad about that. You're sad I was really about excited. That. I was really excited to, for Trubisky to have like a comeback season. And, mm-hmm. and cause I thought he got, uh, you know, dipped by the bears. I thought that was kind of a, uh, a bad way that it ended for, for him. Uh, I don't think the I actually I honestly don't think the Bears should have got rid of him. Yeah, I think they should have kept him. Yeah. Um. So I was really excited that he signed. You know, one one year contract, one year prove it deal, and he proved something. He proved that he is not a starter anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, he's it's not Kenny a starter. Pick, it's Kenny Pickett time in. Yeah. Steelers and I don't think the Steelers are going to do any better if I'm being honest no I mean they don't have TJ there and I I think this will be Mike Tomlin's first losing season yeah you know what I I didn't want to believe it at the start of the season uh I think we've talked about this I didn't want to believe it but uh the TJ Watt injury changes things a lot oh Um, yeah that's a big blow that's and uh, so I'll, I'll let me just share you these two QB stats and I'll and we'll move on here this quarterback through 10 times, completed 13, or sorry, completed 10 passes through 13 times and had three interceptions through for 120 yards. This quarterback through 13 times had seven completions, 84 yards passing and one interception. Which quarterback was which? Mr. Mr. Brisky was the one, one interception. You are correct. Kenny Pickett, yeah. three picks. Yeah. Now he'll well, say this. He had 10 completions. The three incompletions ended up being those picks. Yeah. Um, I will I will say this. It was just a matter of like, I, I'm like, okay, I knew Pickett through at least two. <laughs> so I guess he had three. Yeah. I guess he had three. Yeah. He had three interceptions. Uh, not the greatest start to his, uh, his career, but yeah. Uh, I will see with Pickett. I, I thought he was the better quarterback between the two, even from the start of the season. But um, we'll see with Pickett. Uh, we'll see how he develops. He's going to be the starter from here on out, it looks like. Um, I think that's the smart decision. Have him play a couple of games. Um, and I don't think the Steelers squad... I, I looked at them as a sleeper team, but the injuries that have been dealt I, with I, them... I, and I think we both did. I think we both were like wild card. Yeah. playoff team for this they could but. make it they like they weren't going to win the division but they could no. be somebody that sneaks in um yeah. i don't but see with, that anymore at this point no. um no. it's gonna be Not tough without tj watt yeah. um i'm gonna continue on a segment from last week let's have a good old-fashioned mid-off here mike sarkeesian two mid teams going at it uh in the arizona cardinals and the carolina <laughs> panthers um which team would end up being the most mid and that ended up being the panthers because they lost um i'm gonna say it on here i'm off the baker mayfield train i think this guy has regressed and continues to regress I thought this would be a fresh new start for him, Carolina. I thought the, I believe the stuff with the shoulder injury and mm-hmm. how it was kind of holding him back and he shouldn't have been playing through it and just kind of been rehabbing it. Um, but the way he's been playing this season has not been good. He's regressed a lot. And he has. And I don't think, I think I'm at the point now where Darnold is injured. Uh, if Darnold, once Darnold gets healthy, wouldn't shock me if it becomes a competition for that starting QB role. That's how much. Uh, Mayfield has regressed, and I am down on Darnold. Are uh, you, are you not a PJ Walker fan? Oh, I mean, come on, XFL <laughs> legend, XFL PJ legend. Yeah, yeah. and anyway, yeah, but 
Uh, no, I'm not a PJ Walker guy. <laughs> um, he had a couple of starts in the NFL and he didn't look too great. I don't no, see that. Yeah. Uh, I don't see that continuing. Um, yeah, I'm not on the Baker Mayfield train anymore. Uh, I well, think this is not a good quarterback. I, I really I'll, don't. I'll, you know, one up you. I'm off the Matt Rule train. Yeah. I think this has a lot to do with Matt Rule. I think, I honestly think this is, is he'll, it's, it's done after this season. Yeah. For the Matt Rule project, I think the Panthers are going to tear everything down, trade any player who has any value, yeah. get future assets, and just try to make it through the next few seasons, getting the best draft picks they can. Yeah, yep. I, I just uh, and and in the case of the Cardinals, uh, Cliff Kingsbury is a coach that drives me insane. I didn't understand the hiring to begin with. I mean, you looked at, I don't want to be somebody that harps on similar talking points, but his college record was 35 and 40 with Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. Like, and he wasn't able to win games in college. He ends up getting the call up to the NFL because he's a guy that's hyped up as this offensive genius, this offensive wizard, um, master of the air raid offense um, Mm -hmm. from Mike Leach. And uh, Kyler Murray continues to bail him out in a lot of these games because there is a moment in this game where Kyler's looking at the sideline and he's clearly upset because he's not getting a play call in because Kingsbury is lost out there. Yeah. So I think I think Cliff Kingsbury's job is on the line here. He's definitely on the hot seat. I know Mm -hmm. the Cardinals won. I know they won. They go to two and two, but this is not a team that I have a lot of confidence in the way yeah. Kingsbury has been coaching. And I think Kyler Murray is a, a tremendous talent. I know there's a lot of talk in the off season about the, I'll call it the call of duty clause uh, that was put in. Um, and there was a lot of talk about him and his commitment to the game, but the guy is a talent. And uh, I, I just look at the stuff that's going on in Arizona. Like to me, the biggest hindrance is that coaching staff. That's one of them. Another one is, you know, your best players not there. DeAndre Hopkins is not there. Yep, that's suspended true. for the suspension. first six games. Yep. Uh, so like, look, he's coming back in two weeks, but like, that's a big blow to that offense. Yeah. And 100%. without him, Kyler Murray's nothing. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like I don't in these four games, especially, and even in the two wins, I'm not impressed by Kyler Murray. No. I'm really not. I think he's a little. I honestly think he's a little overrated right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just he's just not doing anything that really impresses me at all yeah no I, I i don't think that's far off i mean i i still think he's a tremendous talent it's just i i get okay what you're I, I, I gotta give it to him i think uh they beat the raiders i think i know the raiders yes. were two and oh yeah that big or, fourth quarter uh, oh back. and two like i got okay I just thought about it. I got to give him that because he did lead that comeback. Yeah. But those other three games, he hasn't done anything to really impress me. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it also, as you mentioned, not having Hopkins there. They try to bring in a Marquise Brown to kind of fill in that void until Hopkins uh, gets back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when once, Hop- uh, sorry, uh, once Hopkins comes in, I, I think we'll have a, I, I think they'll have a good wide receiver tandem there. But oh yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, and so yeah. Um, so the uh, Panthers win the mid-off. The Arizona <laughs> Cardinals win the game. Uh, I'm not high on this Panthers squad. They got a good defense, but I just... Yeah. Ryan Burns is turning into a dog. Yes. Turning into a dog on the field. This guy is going to be top five pass rusher for years to come. Love it. Love it. Let's talk about your Patriots here. 
Mr. Do we have Sarkeesian. to? I mean, we have to. This is a football podcast. After I mean, all. I think we could. I think we can skip them. No, no, we got to talk about them here. Uh, look, I mean, your well, Mac Jones you know impersonator what? Bailey yeah. Zappi looked pretty. I was good. just actually. I just realized that they went to overtime against the Packers. Yep. With Bailey Zappi, correct. Who looks you know like what? Mac Jones? Well, you know Belichick has a type. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. It's true. He could play. He could play uh, Mac Jones in a Lifetime movie if he exactly. Wanted to. So and Mac Jones can play Tom Brady. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be such a weird film, but nonetheless. Uh, so tell me why the Patriots lost. Um, because they didn't have Tom Brady. Oh come on! <laughs> you gotta have better analysis than that. Um, I don't like. I mean, I could tell you why the Packers won. Sure. I don't really have a reason for why the Patriots lost. The Packers won because they have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is I didn't think he was going to be able to do anything with this receiving core. Um cuz you look at all his receivers like yes, DeVonte Adams is his in my mind was his only true real number 1 mm-hmm. like but he had Greg Jennings in his prime was dominant. Yeah. With Aaron Rodgers. Remember the back in those when the, in the Super Bowl era? In the Super Bowl year that they won, like that year was awesome. Yep. Donald Driver, even at the end of his career, was still a solid choice yep. for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Jordy Nelson, in my mind, could be like uh, a late ho- Hall of Famer. Maybe I, I stand by that. Ooh. Not definitely not first ballot. No, but he, I do think that man will get into the Hall of Fame. He'll sneak in somehow. Is when when you own records. Receiving records for a team, or I guess Adams broke some of them. Yep. But when you own receiving records for a team like the Green Bay Packers, who have been around for so long, my mind, like I said, not first ballot, but in my yep. mind, you belong in the Hall of Fame. Interesting. I mean, um, I'll say this about that: like, what you think of like, there's never really been the great Packers receiver other than in the '60s whose name now all of a sudden escapes me. Sterling Sharp could have been that receiver if he didn't have that yeah. injury. Oh, um, 100%. And so, uh, but you know what? I could, I can hear that argument. I, 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 I'll have to go back and watch some Jordy Nelson tape because I do remember him being a very good receiver. I never he saw was. him as a Hall of Fame t- personally, but I can go back and watch some tape. And if you were able to convince, give me something more like that's a, that's something to hang on to, to actually like hang, hang on, on to, to and yeah yeah like then then maybe i could get into it but uh that's mm-hmm. an interesting argument so, there so and then obviously you know Devonte adams like you know i know he's with the raiders now but like that guy like his hall of fame career started with the packers you know yeah. um so i was like i don't know like adam lazar you know oh and just talking about receivers they had prime randall cobb was a solid slot Yep. option for Aaron Rodgers when he was in his prime. Yep. And you know, now he's back in the Packers and at times has looked like his younger self, which is nice to see. Um I, I was like, Adam Lazard, is Adam Adam Lazard really able to become a number one target for a guy like Aaron Rodgers? Mm-hmm. And he is. Yep. Guy that had six catches for 116 yards. Yep. What else can you ask for for a guy like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're right. It's uh I, I did kind of get a laugh in this game with uh, <laughs> of, of Rodgers getting mad at his center 
and just you know, like, <laughs> snap the bleeping ball. Yeah. And, and Romo <laughs> filling in, being like, oh, he said, uh, guys, you got to snap the ball. Yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, hurry up, please. <laughs> yes. Romo's just <laughs> hilarious in that one. But uh, I yeah. love Tony. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, the Patriots, they brought the uh, Packers into uh, overtime with Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi and Brian Hoyer went to yeah. overtime against Aaron Rodgers. Crazy, but um, but it was mo- mainly because you know, the, for, in the case of the Patriots, they had Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson on the ground. Uh, Harris gained 86 yards rushing and a touchdown. Stevenson 66 yards rushing, yeah. um, and so that kind of helped them as well. Um, yeah. And so uh, that's how they were able to keep it close. Uh, yeah, but the, uh, no, the Packers able to edge out. You know, Jacoby Myers wasn't playing. Uh, either like you know he's you you can you're starting to see flashes that this guy could be good. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's like a, a like a dominant go to number one target, but mm-hmm. in my mind he is the best receiver in that core. Yeah, I agree. So not having a guy like that does hurt, even if you don't have a Mac Jones, or especially if you don't have a Mac Jones starting. Yeah, like Brian Hoyer and Bailey Zappi could have maybe done a little more if a guy like Jacoby Myers was in. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll finish up the four o'clock window with Vegas and Denver. Uh, Denver is a team that they are the worst. Yeah, baby. <laughs> they're, they're the worst <laughs> looking two and two squad in the NFL. I think um, they were a little bit better this time around. Um, Wilson kind of got was a little bit better. He had 237 yards passing, two touchdowns, efficient, 17 completions off of 25 mm-hmm. attempts. But um this uh, Broncos team just continues to frustrate, and now they don't have Javante Williams for the season, tearing yeah, his ACL. That's a huge loss. Huge loss huge. in that running game. Um, the, the Raiders, I predicted them to get the victory here because even though they were 0 3 coming into this, I was like, they were lost in some close games. And the way that the Broncos were playing in a divisional matchup, as Mike Sarkeesian celebrates uh, the Raiders' victory, I think. Um, it was, uh, it, I thought this was a time for the Raiders to kind of break out of it and get their first win. And they did, um, yeah. you know, Derek Carr, he didn't really light up yeah, the statue. Yeah. 21, 34, uh, 188. Yeah. Mm, Not okay. great, but, but you but. know, who did light it up Devonte Adams, 101 yards receiving nine catches. And so uh, that's, uh, I, th- I think yeah. that's where a lot of those passing yards came from for uh, Mr. So. Carr. Um, <laughs> uh, and Josh Jacobs, as well. yeah, Josh Jacobs as well. Josh Jacobs as well. 144 <laughs> yards rushing, two touchdowns. Um, you know, he's always been a guy who's been a solid RB1. Uh, he got kind of under the radar in Josh Jacobs, but... 28 carries. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. They they drove him into the ground in this yeah. game. It's like, you um, are going to get this run game established here, my friend. And I appreciate that because he helped me win fantasy this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you, go. there you go. And that is not why I was cheering for the Raiders, though. I, you know, I had this conversation with my dad over the weekend. He grew up with the Al Davis Raiders. And he's, but, so that's why he hates the Raiders. Right. So every time he sees the Raiders, he thinks Al Davis and he thinks of how much he hates that man. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders. I am, you know, I'm a big Josh McDaniels fan. I'm happy he's getting another shot at a head coach in the NFL. I'm a I'm a Derek Carr fan. I'm cool with him. I think he's a solid quarterback. Josh Jacobs, I obviously like him. He's, I picked him in fantasy. I'm obviously a huge Devontae Adams fan. Um, Darren Waller is turning into a like 
tight end, top five tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter Renfro, who I don't think played this past weekend. Um, how can you not love Hunter Renfro? Mm-hmm. And then, like, that defense is turning into a solid defense. And you have arguably the, the best pass rush duo in Max Crosby and uh, Chandler Jones. Like, I'm just so high on this Raiders team. I'm so happy they finally got a win this season. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, yeah. I I I like I like this Raiders squad going into the season, and I know they they lost a brutal one in Arizona, and <laughs> it's just brutal, uh, and and a close one in Tennessee. But they've kept it competitive. It's just mm-hmm. I think Carr hasn't looked great in the last couple of games, and he didn't look great here either. Yeah. Um. And so this is kind of you know I've I've been a Carr supporter. Um. I think he gets underappreciated in this league, but. Um, nonetheless, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll move on. We'll finish up with the night games, the primetime games. First, the Sunday nighter, Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Chiefs came out to play. I know the score was yeah. 41-31, but it was well, not that, not even that close. Uh, you know you know what the difference was in this game, Gibby? What was it? The first play of the game. Yes. Kickoff fumble. Yeah. He fumbled the opening kickoff. That, in my mind, is the reason why the Chiefs won. People will say, well, it, it was at the beginning of the game. That hurts to lose the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. To give the ball to the Kansas City Chiefs at the 21-yard line. That was the difference. That's all I'm going to say about that game. Yeah. And 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 you know what? The the Bucs, they, they, they have uh, Mike Evans in there. He has a really good game. 103 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Brady still played solid. Um, 385 yards passing, three touchdowns, um, a lot of passing attempts, 52 passing attempts. But, um, you know, it was it was really the Mahomes and Kelsey connection just helping them get through again. Um, I mean, this is this Chiefs team when when they don't sputter like they did against the Indianapolis Colts. This is a top offense. This is a top yes. team in the league, and that and they're going to be a competitive team each year. And we're learning that more and more that they don't need Tyreek Hill on this squad. They are Mm-mm. just they are a okay with what they've got. Um, yeah. I will say uh, Leonard Fournette uh, this week is my least like player, not for his play on the field, not for anything, but because he scored that last touchdown of the game, having my opponent in fantasy beat me by point two zero points. Point two zero, <laughs> and so uh, I do not like Leonard Fournette just for That's this fair. week. Just That's for this fair. week. I mean, I get um, it. It's uh, it's is it petty? Yes, but I stand by it. That's but pettiness is dr- pettiness drives fantasy football. <laughs> That's right, exactly. That's why I do it <laughs> to get yep. my anger out. Um, and we'll finish up with the Monday Nighter. Then we'll quickly do our picks. 49ers yeah. and Rams. The 49ers continue to have the Rams number. I thought the Rams were going to be able to overcome the Niners, but Jimmy Garoppolo put in a performance that of Jimmy Garoppolo standards. Um, but really, the highlight was Debo Samuel. I mean, that that touchdown oh, that- was just a beauty to watch. Uh, what a continuing to prove he's one of the best receivers in the league Mm -hmm. um and having kyle shanahan uh there as well utilizing him uh Mm -hmm. to his maximum and that defense for the 49ers man that is a good good defense that is a really good defense and so arguably the top defense in the league now after that bucks performance i wouldn't wouldn't be wouldn't, wouldn't disagree i definitely top five i think that defense i think they're that good 
Um, yeah. This is a really good Rams offense. I know a lot of it just kind of went through Cooper Cup this game, um, <laughs> but they still have some pieces. Uh, Tyler Higby is an underrated tight end. Um, their running backs, uh, I mean, they've been really liking Daryl Henderson Jr. Um, recently, but they'll, you could still throw in a Cam Akers into your running game as well. Yeah. Um, and, 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 of course, they still have Allen Robinson there. Um, and so Which I keep forgetting he's there, if I'm being honest. I know they haven't utilized him enough no. in, in recent weeks, but um, I have confidence in McVeigh to be able to figure something out with Robinson. Um, yeah. And so to be able to shut down this offense uh, in the Rams that the 49ers are able to do, I think this is this is still a very good team. Again, the team that kind of kept slept on in the offseason and at least from in my circles, like not really talked about a lot. Um, and now they still have Jimmy G. A lot of the pieces are still there. And that defense, again, really, really good. You know, Bosa's not hurt. So things are still on the up and up <laughs> yeah. for, uh, for the Niners. But uh, yeah. yeah, 24-9 for the Niners in this one. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, going back to that San Francisco defense, like there's no big names on that defense, they're just a solid group of guys. I guess the Forest, uh, no, um, Eric Armstead is probably the biggest name on that defense. Yeah, Fred Warner is turning into a top three middle linebacker. Yep. Uh, remember this name? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Mm-hmm. Talanoa Hufunga. Oh, he's yes. the safety for the San Francisco. He had a he had a pick six. I think, or or a long interception return. Yep. Remember that name. This guy's going to be good. This guy's going to be dominant. This yeah. guy, uh, just because of I guess the the type the name that he has, and I mean, if you've seen him play, he's got the hair. This guy <laughs> reminds me a little bit of Troy Polamalu. I knew you were going to say Troy Polamalu. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I, yeah, I think everyone knew I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, I I remember watching him a couple weeks ago. And he just like in a row, he made like these three amazing defensive plays. And I'm like, is this, this is the second coming of Troy Polamalu. There's, there's, there's no way you can, you can convince me otherwise that this is Troy Polamalu in a younger body. Bold take, a yeah. bold take, Mister. I'm not Sanders. saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I'm just saying he reminds me of him yeah. a lot. There, you, you see the similarities. I no, see I, the similarities in their game. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that is week four. Uh, we'll quickly go over the week five picks. We'll start mm-hmm. out with tomorrow's Thursday nighter. Uh, it is the Colts and the Broncos, your pick. Oh, I, you know what? I'm going to be on the, the Colts hype train for one more week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going with the Colts on this one. Um, just, I don't know, man. You're just really, not that confident in the Broncos, or I'm not that confident in the Broncos. I don't think Russell Wilson's doing that great of a job. Uh, you know, losing Javante Williams is a huge blow. I don't think Melvin Gordon can do it by himself anymore. Um, so yeah, that's all those reasons is like I let me put it to you this way: I don't think the Colts will win, but the Broncos will lose the game. You know, they'll do yeah. something to lose, yeah, but the Colts won't really do anything to win. Gotcha. If that makes sense, kind of like what happened in the Chiefs game. Um, exactly. So I am going to pick the Broncos. Okay. Um, I I think it depends on if Jonathan Taylor is able to play tomorrow. Uh, I think the, the mm-hmm. Colts may have a chance. But if, if Taylor doesn't play, and I don't think he will, I'm going to pick the Broncos. 
I think yeah. they're still, I think Gordon does enough as an RB one, not as much as Javante Williams, but I think he'll do enough as an RB one to at least get the offense going. Okay. The Broncos, I, I trust me, this is a tough pick because the Broncos have not impressed me. Um, and so, but I, I still think they're the better squad and, and things are, are on a much better course for the Broncos as compared to the Colts. So I'm going to pick the Broncos to win the Thursday nighter. Uh, we're going to go back to the UK. Get your team organized and and play your who and all your British bands. Queen, get set because uh, it's going to be uh, Giants and Packers uh, for the UK game. Your pick. Uh, oh, I mean, do you really think I'm going to pick the Giants in this game? Give me the Packers. Packers are going to go 4-1. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Adam Lazar are going to combine for, you know, 150 passing yards together mm-hmm. um or i guess adam lazar will have 150 passing yards uh receiving yards yep. sorry um aaron jones could probably is going to put up another 100 yard game um yeah give me the packers yeah i'm also going packers yeah i mean <laughs> yeah packers. i didn't really see you picking the giants either. no <laughs> i mean i mean come on the giants are frauds let's let's be <laughs> honest here they're frauds they really yeah. are i mean they've got some pieces but come on like the teams that they beat, they they haven't impressed me yet. Oh, uh, you! If they you, beat the Packers, I may be a little bit more impressed. But you know, you're Shania Twain. That don't impress. Me much. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I think they're all right, but that won't keep me winning in the middle of the night. Um, but let's go to the Lions and the Patriots. Uh, did you appreciate that Shania Twain reference? I did. I did. Okay, I appreciate good. that. Because I got no reaction. That's... I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to just move on from that bit. Then. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, uh, Lions and Patriots. Uh, I know you're picking the Patriots here. Well, I don't know. Because like I no, I'm going with the Patriots. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to say like, I'm like I'm I don't know. It's like a pick em game for me. I don't really it's one of those games where it's like I don't really know care who wins because <laughs> i'm a huge lion supporter this season but my team has always been the patriots but i guess just to stick with my team i'm gonna go with the patriots on this um and just to make it fun they're gonna win by you know just just one possession just just one possession, possession but they, they'll still win i'm picking the lions i'm gonna pick I the lions over the patriots i knew it i knew it um I uh, I like this offense. I don't know uh, for the Lions. Uh, I know the defense sucks. Like they just straight up suck. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> but but I don't know of the Patriots' offense currently because it looks like it's gonna be zappy again uh, this week. By the way, mm-hmm. Garrett Gilbert uh, being uh, scouted by the uh, Patriots uh, off the pa- practice squad. So uh, get I'm excited okay for Garrett Gilbert. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, Garrett look, Gilbert? Yeah, look, Cowboys, we liked Garrett Gilbert. We thought he could be the backup for a time. Um, but uh, I'm picking the Lions. I like their offense more uh, than the Patriots here. Mm. Um, I think they could put up some points. Um, so I'm going to pick the Lions over the Patriots. I know it's Dan Campbell I mean, over Bill Belichick, but we'll see. Look, I'm not like I don't hate that at all. No. I really don't. Like no. if um, I wasn't a Patriots fan, I would be picking the Lions, but I'm sticking with my boys. <laughs> uh Chargers and Browns, your pick. Uh I mean, I got to go with the Chargers on this one. Um I think that that team has finally clicked mm-hmm. and they're just going to have a a path of destruction or leave a path of destruction in their wake. Um, I also have the Chargers defense in fantasy, which, oh. Gibby, I don't know if you looked. <laughs> Do you see who you're playing against this week in fantasy in Am our I league? Am I playing you this week? You are. Oh, boy. Now I really <laughs> got to step up my game now. Uh, so 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't really have much much else to say. Give me the Chargers. The Browns suck. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, uh, by the way, some breaking news: Blake Bortles retiring from the NFL. Is he? Yeah, just saw Aww. that come in. Um, so, uh, uh, Packers legend. Packers legend uh, Blake Bortles. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm gonna pick the Chargers here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I think. The, the Chargers are still the better team. Uh, oh, 100 yeah. I think it'll be competitive. I think it'll be closer than you think. But I, I, I'm i going to say the Chargers are going to squeak out with the victory. Um, Texans-Jaguars. There's a mid-off. Uh, <laughs> Texans-Jaguars, your pick. Um, Give me the Texans. Oh, you're getting give giving the them their Tex- first win. Yeah, I'm gonna. Okay. This is this is gonna be. Um, I know it's like a. I know you call it a mid off, but <laughs> I, th- I think this might be my uh, my dark horse pick this week. Oh, give me the Texans in this game. I don't. I just after the game. I know it was a sloppy Sunday, mm-hmm. um, in Philly, but I don't know. I just got a feeling. You got. I think feel. Lovey Smith is gonna get his first uh, his first win as a Texans head coach. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I'm not going to go Texans. I'm going to go Jaguars. I didn't think you would. <laughs> no, I am not confident in this Texan squad at all. Um, I'm not a Lovey Smith uh, guy. I, uh, really? I, okay. I don't think he I should mean, be a head fair. coach. I don't think he should be a head coach <laughs> in this league. I, honestly, like, I, I, like the, he had a bad defense last year. Then he ends up being promoted to head coach. Like, it makes no sense to me. Um, like, the, the redeeming factor for him is he's got a great beard. Um, and I didn't, yeah. but I also didn't like that. He decided to punt instead of go for the win in that first game of the week. I'm yeah. not a lovey Smith guy. So, <laughs> uh, I'm picking the Jags. I think, I think Trevor Lawrence, I know he had a, didn't have a great game. I'm going to, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt with the weather. Yeah. Uh, it was very wet can, in Philly. I can see that. Yeah. So, um, I think he's a guy who continues to be on the ascent. If he continues to go on the ascent, Trevor Lawrence, I think they've got something there. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget. He was hyped, very highly hyped out coming out of college. Like they were putting him on the John Elway, Peyton Manning scale of hype. He was hyped out coming out of high school. Yeah. Like he, so many people were, were, were high on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And so I think I totally see his skill set too. So he, he um, has everything you need to be a starting quarterback. Yeah. A- Good starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm going to pick the Jags here. Mm-hmm. Falcons and Buccaneers, your pick. Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. Bucks. I'm also gonna go Brady. Bucks. Like you know, Atlanta's two. They're both two and two, but like there's really no conversation. Tom Brady, Mike Evans is there. Julio Jones is back. Chris Godwin's. Uh, I had I think I had a little bit of a scare mm-hmm. um, in the Chiefs game, but I think he's going to play. Uh, and then that defense. Marcus Mariota, with those two linebackers, um, David and the other name escapes me right now. Devin White? Devin White, that's it. Those two guys are just like... Studs. They're going to toy with Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I agree. You pretty much took all the words out of my mouth there. Yeah. Uh, Buccaneers being the Falcons. Bills and Steelers. Um, I mean, we, we talked about the Steelers before, you know, we don't, you know, unfortunately we think this was going to be Mike Tomlin's first, uh, losing season. Um, so you got to go with the bills on this one. The, Kenny Pickett is going to have a rough day. I was just going to say that too. This is going to be Kenny Pickett's rough, uh, welcome to the NFL game. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the bills are going to crush the Steelers. Von, Von Miller's just going to come off the edge, blindside him. <sighs> and wow. As he's saying, as he's doing that, he'll say, welcome to the NFL. 
<laughs> That's I'm going to predict that. So yeah, Bills on that one. Dolphins Jets. Do you predict the Jets to go three and two? Uh, I mean, you know, Teddy's starting this game, and I know what I said at the start, where it's kind of like a punishment to have Teddy Bridgewater as your starting quarterback. Um, not this game though. I'm picking the Dolphins. I think Teddy's going to have a decent game. Um, I, I just, it's, it's the Jets. <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's the Jets. It's the Jets. It's the Jets. And uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame you. Uh, I'm also picking the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, Bears and Vikings. Uh, give me the Vikings. Yep. Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson all day. Yep. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Vikings are going <laughs> to crush the Bears here, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Bears, they're just not a good football team. Not. I, I'm not a fan of the Bears. They're not. I don't um, know how they have two wins. <laughs> they're I, not a good team. Yeah. It was off of a really wet day against San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and the other win, I don't even remember how they won. But I don't uh, remember either. But frauds uh, <laughs> is what I, at the end of it. But yeah. Titans and Commanders. Um. Jeez, do I pick another dark horse team right now? No, I'm gonna go with the Titans. Derrick Henry's gonna run all over this defense. I'm predicting like 150 yards rushing. Ooh, big yeah. game for Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, I am also picking the Titans. I want to disagree <laughs> with so many of your picks, but it's like uh, it's the Titans. Like it's one of this. Th- this week is one of those weeks where it's just like. There's there's a clip for most of these games. There's just a clear number one pick. Yep, yep, absolutely. And, so and, and I'm picking the Titans here as well. I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're that much of a better team to be honest. But I I think uh, and I think Washington could could keep it competitive. But I got I got the Titans winning this. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks and Saints. Give me the Seahawks. Ooh, the Seahawks. all right. Geno Smith. I I you know what. Um. Maybe I'm not the biggest Geno Smith fan off the field, um, but on the field I am a Geno Smith fan. Uh, he's I, I said it before, give him the comeback player of the year award. He deserves it. Um, I'm saying the Seahawks by two possessions. All right, I am yeah. also. I I was actually going to pick the Seahawks too. I thought that would be my big bold prediction. Uh, really, but I'm, also, but I'm also picking the Seahawks as well. Um, I, I think. Uh, I think the way that this team is playing, I don't think the Saints are that great of a team. Um, I, I think they've got some pieces there, obviously, but um, I like the way the Seahawks are playing. DK Metcalf, not hurt. Just need to go to the bathroom really badly on a cart. And so, I, uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. And so uh, I got the Seahawks winning this one. Uh, 49ers, Panthers, I think we're also in unison on this one. Yeah, the Panthers. No, the Panthers. <laughs> right? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, the Panthers, of course. You just talked about how much you love Baker Mayfield. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, this Niners team is going to, like, this is going to be a blowout yeah. in my mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Niners as well. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to pick the Niners. Uh, Eagles and Cardinals. You want me to say it? Just you want it. me to say it? Just say it. Eagles are going five and zero. Oh. oh, jeez. Eagles are going five and zero. Oh. Jalen hurts, uh, and it's in Arizona yeah. in a dome. Yeah, he won't have to worry about the rain or the yeah. weather or anything. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith are going to have the game of their lives. Uh. <laughs> say it, Gibby. Say it with me. 
Eagles win. <laughs> Next. Next. Let's just get out of here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys and the L.A. Rams, your pick. I mean, I know who you're picking, so I'm yeah. going to go with the Rams. I'm picking the Cowboys. Let's go. I, of course you are. I'm picking the Cowboys. I like this defense. If I know Cooper Rush is probably playing again this week. If they do enough, if Rush just plays like he's been playing the last couple of weeks, just makes the passes he needs to make, and the defense comes up strong, I think I could see this as a low scoring effort. I could see this being like an 18 15 effort <laughs> oh or whatever. Um, but uh, I'm going to pick the Cowboys here. Well, let's okay. go, Cowboys. I'm How about send, them, Cowboys? I'm going to send Cowboys. you the, I'm going to send you a picture every time Donald sacks him. And has, <laughs> they have to, and his O line have to scrape his lifeless body off the turf. I thought about that when I was making the pick, <laughs> but go Cowboys is what I have to That's, say. Yeah. Sunday night. We stuck with our squads. We stick with our squads. Absolutely. Yeah. Sunday nighter, Bengals yeah. and Ravens. This could be a real fun one. Who day? Who day nation? Go Bengals. Bengals. I am going Bengals. I am there. They got they're, they're on a little bit of a roll. You know, they beat the Jets to get some confidence. And then I understand the whole two situation happened uh, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but beating the Dolphins, I think, is a big uh, confidence booster for that team. The, the Dolphins are not a look past. You don't look past them anymore. They're a team that you need to beat now with what, what, when they're with Tua. Um, so give me the Bengals. I, I think it's going to be close. Um, but, uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank on the pass rusher's name. Hedrickson? Yep. Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Yep. This guy, like I said before, him and Hubbard and CJ Reader, I think, is in the middle. Yep. And anyone who's rushing, if this somehow gets to the Cincinnati defensive coordinator, remember to rush as a unit <laughs> playing against Lamar Jackson. Just, okay. <laughs> you got the solution, man. That's it. it. I, if you look at the big games that the Ravens have lost, mm-hmm. that's what happens. They well, rush as go. a unit. I'm telling you right now, go pay attention to this game. And if notice something, if you don't see a, <laughs> either of pa- the pass rushers getting through fast, it's not because that O line is doing a great job. Maybe it might be because they do have a decent O line, um, <laughs> but it's because they need to rush as a unit. No one guy can get through fast because Lamar Jackson will see that and just run the other way. I'm going to pick the Ravens. Of course you are in a close one. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I know I, I, I hear your stats. I hear your logic and I, and I don't disagree with a lot of it, but I like this Raven squad. I mean, so, I, I get it. I understand why people like this team. Yeah. And, and I so I think the Ravens will rebound. Uh, I, uh, I, and I think they'll win this one. It'll be a close one though. It'll be, it'll mm-hmm. be a back and forth. Um, but I'm going to pick the Ravens in this one. And then finally chiefs and Raiders, your pick. Isn't this like the third week in a row with them with the Chiefs having a prime time? I mean, they're a prime time team, my friend. I know, I get it, but like, I didn't expect three weeks in a row. Anyways, I know I've been on the the Raiders, and I'm gonna stick with the Raiders. Oh, I'm gonna stick with the Raiders. They they got a lot of confidence being the beating another divisional opponent. I understand it's the Broncos. I'm going with the Raiders. 
All right. I'm going with the Raiders in this game. Wow. All right. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to pick the Chiefs, <laughs> but I like your bold take. I like it. This is why we have you on. Bring the takes. You know, um, I know I know you got some oohs and ahs when I picked the Texans, but that's still <laughs> it's it's the, that game's going to be a barn burner. Yeah. I'm like I saw this game, I'm like I'm not just picking the Raiders cuz I I want to be different. Like I actually think they could beat this Chiefs team. Yep. I, you know and, what? They, yeah. they could. There is a chance. It's the NFL. You can never rule anybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this Chiefs squad is just that damn good. <laughs> like, yeah, I think they're just that like, damn good. I th- no, I, I think they are. Like, I'm a huge Patty Mahomes fan. Like, this guy could win, his another, could win another MVP this season. But I think losing to the Colts showed a lot of weaknesses. Yeah. And I think having those two guys as your pass rushers and Perryman as a solid middle linebacker um, – if they can get to Patty Mahomes, this this the Raiders can come out on top. I like it. Uh, I'm picking the Chiefs. I I just think yeah. they're just the way better team, and I, I get I like it. Their offense. I get but, it. But uh, you know, I'm not. As, but I think the Raiders they'll be like a, you know, I I agree with the Bill Parcells method of you are what your record says you are. But um, also having said that, I'm like I think this Raiders team is a little bit better and will be competitive, but. Um, yeah, like I'm picking the Chiefs. I, I get that. Like it's you can't say a one and three team is a good team. Right. Exactly. But I am. <laughs> and here we are saying it. Um yeah. but uh yeah, that's it. We we went through the entirety of week four, going yeah. through week five. So appreciate your time on the show here, Mike. Is there anything you want to plug before we head out? Uh I got I mean you I guess you could follow me on Instagram uh at Mike underscore Ryan underscore Sarkissian. Uh, that's pretty much all I have. There so you go. That's, it's that's just it. I don't post anything <laughs> except pictures of my girlfriend. Oh, there you because go. An incredible sell st- job. <laughs> even even though I still don't post a lot. <laughs> my bio is Dan Campbell Fan Club. Oh, well, there you go. So if, if for <laughs> no other reason you get to be part of, uh, you follow another member of the Dan Campbell Fan Club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can tune in, uh, obviously, to this show on your favorite podcast platform. Follow the show on social media. Uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. On Twitter, you can follow me at Zach underscore McGibbon. I'll throw up my football takes on there where I yell and scream about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and then Facebook and Instagram is Gibby's Football Podcast if you search that up. Um, and if you're a wrestling fan, tune into This Is Wrestling. By the time this episode is out, I believe the latest This Is Wrestling episode will come will be already out, so you can tune into that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, keep on tuning in. we got some... Uh, continuing to have some cool stuff coming up we may talk some college football in the future the college football season is underway and i've been catching a couple of games here and there um so maybe i'll try and find somebody on that's a big college football guy and maybe just do a recap of the season so far but we'll leave you to it thanks everybody for tuning in and until then have a good one